Welcome to a WOW podcast, obviously. I am your host, Taliesin. And Evertel, of course. Well, you are Evertel. Obviously. I'm Taliesin. <laughs> and welcome to episode number... Five. We don't know. None it's of us five. know. It's we don't five. know what it is. Is it five? It's not five. It's are you kidding four me? Or five. Absolutely not. I think it's like six, seven, or even eight. I'm not sure. <laughs> Welcome to a comfy sweater. Obviously, comfy sweater. that's what we are. you know. Like, Ever tell? Sometimes I like to dress up in like a nice suit or something, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, like at least sort of a, a shirt, maybe even a tie. You know, yeah. that's what we're famous for, right? Very. Uh, but now, no. This is this is cozy stream, um, cozy pod. Podcast, ready for a new year new year new older me what do we think <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in my comfy duds which i've been wearing for like maybe three days but they're just yeah, so I, 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 yeah that's i can smell you coming up the stairs well before i see you but my, it's good my to delicious be fragrance thank you so much <laughs> yeah. It is. It's it's very musty <laughs> and sleepy, and it's nice. Like we both just smell of our kids' poo like all the time. Just that's that's what we are. It's We're a good just... thing podcasts are not smellable because well, if they were, my goodness, can you imagine? There is a smell that would be that would There's change. I've got a feeling if they were, the list of the most popular podcasts would change almost upside down <laughs> <Yeah>. overnight. <laughs> <laughs> be fantastic fun fact taliesin actually smells very good oh that's too kind you didn't have to say that no i didn't oh now i have to say me. no okay fine <laughs> every smells good too it's all good welcome to the podcast everyone Hi. happy new year oh um, my if you only if you only um interact with our content via the podcast and yeah we haven't spoken to you for like a month uh, before we went for our uh, xmas break our new year break over in america yeah it was great it was so good just out with the kids family that was it basically for two weeks um it was a joy hope you all had a nice break as well if you did have a break um i hope you did yeah well if if you were (laughs) then that break is well and truly over now because world of warcraft evertel patch 10.2.5 went live for us in the eu yesterday um Mm -hmm. and uh for na it went live on tuesday as as per usual so we've got all of that to talk about today have you played it oh my goodness please tell me that you've been online and that you've played it i have been online and i have played it i played it with you on stream i know but i'm saying that for the benefit of people that can't see you and don't watch our stream exactly i did uh played through the basically the storyline and campaign stuff there are a few things which i have not done yet which i want to ask you about um like the the digs Oh, we'll we'll get all we'll, we'll get all bobs. through to it. Don't worry. We're going to talk everything ten point two point five. We're going to talk about all that story. We're going to talk about the gameplay. We're going to talk about the reactions to all of that because you've been kind of spending your morning studying reactions and uh, how the community has been sort of receiving that <laughs> uh, and putting it in a spreadsheet for the weekly reset. Exactly. So maybe you can let us uh, in on some of the uh, your insights that you've come up with later. You know, when we get to the yeah, when we get to when it. When we get there, um, I want to thank Rico in our chat right now for the uh, super chat and don't forget, guys. 
guys. We will be coming to Super Chats. That's a YouTube thing. I love it. It's so super good. Chat. I love that they called Super Chats. I yeah. love that they sat down when they were making YouTube streaming and they were like, we've got to find the goofiest name absolutely possible. But um, it, it does the trick. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, and so, yeah, uh, if you do want to uh, pop a Super Chat in, in with the question, we, we come to them at the end of the show and we round them all up and we answer any questions that might have popped up that way. I like having a little Q&A at the end of the show, you know. Me too. It's really, really good. Me too. So, yeah, any questions, anything you want to ask us or talk about at the end of the show, uh, give us a super chat. <laughs> and you know what? You're all super exactly. chat. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh, so 10.2.5. Uh, can I get your initial reactions? Like, what's the first thing in your head that you think of when you think of your 2.5, 10.2.5 experience so far, Evertel? Uh, hugs and kisses. <laughs> Just kiss yeah, tech. I feel like kiss tech. Oh kiss my tech. goodness. It's here. Dude, once we it's get kiss tech and smell vision in this podcast, <laughs> it is going to be the number one podcast. I know it. It's going to be so good. Yeah, I feel like 10.2.5 not really helping uh, kind of argue against the case that has been uh, a talking point in the WoW community or some parts of the WoW community recently, mm -hmm. which is the whole, where is the war in World of Warcraft? They should call it World of Kiss Tettlecraft. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so if you are of the opinion, well, well first of all, uh, this podcast will have major spoilers for patch 10.2.5. Well, yeah, yeah. Unless there's like a really hard thing that we haven't done. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which, Which is something possible. we are just not aware of. Um, so yeah, so spoilers lie ahead. Enter at your own risk. Um, so yeah, uh, the, 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 the vibe, I would say, overall, it's like quite cathartic and emotional and touching and tender uh words that Ugh, disgusting exactly, what yeah, are you kidding some, me no words uh, that some people probably do not want to hear uh in, i, think, I believe the word you're thinking of is woke avatar oh please we don't use that word here tally <laughs> but uh but um I have to say, I totally, I totally get the desire that people have, and we talked about this before for WoW to be more like metal, right, or just like hard. Yeah. Sorry, was that WoW we were talking about, or is that just like our, yeah. our, our date night? Yeah, <laughs> more metal tally. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I get that, but I have, you know, my overall take on this patch is that. It is really tender and touchy and feely, but that's <laughs> okay. You just you you just sit there and <laughs> let me do I, not feedback. I did not interrupt at all. What are you even talking about? I, I, I can't help it. I'm so happy whenever you talk, <laughs> and I'm watching your face on the monitor here, and yeah. you just look so good. Uh, th yeah, and uh, but I don't think it's unearned. So I think the moments that we get, especially in this patch, kind of throughout a number of different stories, which are quite touching and emotionally like cathartic, and explore our feelings. Uh, they make sense. Like I don't like. Uh, you can see something like that happening, maybe, and popping up and feeling completely unmerited or unearned or like out of sync with the story. Um, and you go like, why is why did they do that? Why did they just hug? But that's not the case here. I feel like it's it's all totally earned in a way. And uh, 
I like it. That is my take. <laughs> what is Yay! Just, well, there you are, guys. No, no, Seal no. of approval. Can we have a can we have a star rating so we can put it on the poster and then we're done? Then this uh, then this, no, this podcast over. Like, that's just like my headline. That's my headline. Sure. Okay. Uh, what about you, Tally? Yeah, it was fine. Whatever. Okay. Like uh, too emotional. <laughs> They're so woke. Like uh, it was. You know. No, I loved it. Uh, okay, so there's lots that I really liked about it. Um, generally, I'm gonna say that the entire vibe of the patch is just really good. I think this is a, a patch where the story delivery now whatever you kind of thought about the story or whatever and i know you know as always in in any community there will be different opinions about that mm -hmm. but i i i really think that i've always said that i think bfa again whatever you thought of the story was an expansion which really pushed the envelope in terms of what blizzard and wow did with their story delivery mm -hmm. and okay. i think the ways they kind of came up with and invented and experimented with to deliver their story in bfa um up to this point was the best wow has ever been in in, in those terms you know and i feel like they then kind of when bfa didn't get such a great reaction they kind of abandoned quite a lot of that for shadowlands mm. um and they've been kind of getting that ball rolling again in in dragonflight i think and i think this patch it really hit a peak because i think this patch the story delivery was incredible and i i think there was it's very much i mean they're called the epilogues right you mm -hmm. know so mm -hmm. you'd expect an element of tying up loose ends and what have you and and they very much did yes um yeah. but you could also sort of um interpret them as being prologues because i think every single one of them started a new thing as well almost like a seed being planted yeah of a renewal right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I think i think there were um some i mean in the case of tyranda uh, and the night elves some incredibly long expansion wide almost decade long kind of storylines that and story arcs i should say that are coming to a close mm -hmm. but i felt like each and every single one of those storylines that, that we touched upon had a new beginning as well yeah you know there was oh, uh, yeah. it was very much the theme was very much um a handover of power mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, kind of a, a handoff and uh, an inheritance of you know new leadership and new beginnings and new enemies um, and things like that and I thought I thought that was terrific um, and that was my my main takeaway from it. I've spent this morning uh, playing a lot of the repeatable content as well, which um, I hated at first okay. with a passion. Oh no! Like I, oh my, I was on stream doing it after you left the stream yesterday. Yeah. Uh, oh on, no! Good timing. Twitch. Oh on my man. And, and I was I was doing the training for I mean the digs. We'll talk about all of this. We'll oh, talk yeah. about all of this. Oh, yeah, I but I, at first I hated it. TLDR. I got back into it this morning off stream, and I'm actually really really liking it right now. I okay. actually think it's it, what they're doing is actually really really fun. So um, okay. and was playing Outland Cup up until the moment this podcast went live. Mm -hmm. I was like zooming around Outland on my on my uh, dragon and as well. So yeah, uh, plenty to talk about. Let's let's tackle it in the order that we played it yeah um yesterday yeah uh which was first of all we did the um the uh, viranoth storyline yes uh, which you can pick up at the top of uh the big dragon tower in valdraken yeah see to the aspect uh, that's right and the oh, big dragon yeah. tower <laughs> <laughs> and all you do really uh is you just listen to a little story that viranoth tells you well you do uh, something before that actually oh what do you do there's a little bit there's a bit where you uh you go up and you talk to alex straza and she's like i just wanted to say thank you oh right, right. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So okay. You're right. She thinks. Right. Oh my yeah. goodness. So so again, this so, is the whole. So this is the tying up mm-hmm. before it's handed over to the. Well, I, I I admit actually, this is this is the one bit that I thought didn't. I think that that scene and the scene you're talking about is you know your character finishing Dragonflight basically. Yes. So Alex yeah. Straza is like, yo, I just want to say. Or she's like, yo. <laughs> I just want to say that you are an absolute baller and we owe you so much <laughs> or something like that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, and yeah, and, and then you, you kind of, you raise your weapon to the sky. And so make sure you've got your best transmog on when you do this. Cause it's oh, one yeah. of those excellent cutscenes. It is a good one. Where you raise your transmog to the sky and like the sky is just full of dragons behind yeah, you. They're exactly. all flying there. They're all having a good time just watching you celebrate. And presumably you know they're there. It's not like a surprise. And there's just like a really great image of your character. Like you want to be re- videoing this. You want to be screenshotting this. Yeah. It's awesome. You can't repeat it. So yeah, make yeah, sure exactly. you're getting all the footage. Very glad I did. And, and you're just there triumphantly. And it's very much like a capstone end of the expansion kind it of image. It is, and they're all sitting around you, uh, Sibelian looking incredible with his new like look. You know, veering off with her little, their little. Uh, oh, do you mean uh, Abyssian? Sorry, you said Sibelian. Oh, Abyssian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. new, um, the new black dragon aspect. Yeah. No, it's it's Sibelian, isn't it? Abyssian. Abyssian. Ebonhorn. Yeah. Yes, you're thinking of Daddy Sabellian, who is the other Black Dragon. Oh, the other might okay, have been. You know, a you know, wasn't. you know, you know. There are so many daddies in the Black Dragon they're, flight. I can't they're all, even. They're all. They're all. Yeah. <laughs> no further comment. But um, so everyone's looking amazing. But yeah, and Alex Strasser goes. Uh, you know, I name you champion of the aspects. I think he's champion of the aspects. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, amazing. You don't actually get the title though. <laughs> She's like, I oh, don't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Uh, and you're like, I give you the name, champion. <laughs> and you're like, oh right, okay, so that's my title now. And that's you, so you great. You I name like, you champion of the aspects. In- oh, so I'm champion of the aspects. Well, no. Pivotal, comma, champion of the aspects, and it's like. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that sucks. Right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's wow, like that is such a touch. debate. That is such a debate. It really is. Wow. <laughs> Um, so, so you're up on the tower and you do that bit and that feels good. Like that's, that's actually, um, that's quite nice. I, I actually think that, um, I, I had forgotten that little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was about to skip it and go into the Vernox stuff there in, in my recollections of yesterday and playing all of this stuff. Um, but, and, and actually I think I would have actually liked that scene last patch. I feel like, well, the thing is, I feel like we already got that scene last yeah, match. Do you I, mean, I feel like we've of, gotten that yeah. scene multiple times I mean, already. Brilliant. Don't get me well, wrong. Yeah, no, I love it. Nice. And it's exactly what you want to kind of like put a capstone on. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the credit sequence. WoW doesn't do credit sequences, but I kind of, I kind of think it should. Yeah. And, and uh, like, you know, or have an equivalent of, and, and that's definitely it. And yeah, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, after you complete the campaign, mm-hmm in uh in the emerald dream mm-hmm. um and you defeat firak which everyone can do now because it's on lfr like yes. like everyone can do it. and then you do all that stuff where the mm-hmm. tree appears and stuff i kind of think maybe they should have put that bit onto the end of that where it sends you up to there and then alex Charles is like whoa that's basically this story over now um because that being mm-hmm. the way that the patch starts felt a little bit because then it's like yeah. oh <laughs> 
<laughs> go and do the epilogues now. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This now, thing now, which now, is obviously now. the end, and then then go and do the epilogues. But I, I yeah. know epilogues come after the end. But do you know what I mean? I yeah. just feel like exactly. Yeah, I, whatever. I loved it. It's not. It's not a massive critique. No. It's just I think it might have been a bit more effective. Exactly. Exactly. Oh no. no and uh, chat has rightfully pointed out that it's champion of the dragon flights. Oh. Maybe that's just too long for a title. Maybe maybe like they literally <laughs> they can't fit that in the text Characters. Yeah. Like I have this problem all the time with like my IRL name. It's just very clunky and long. It's like, <laughs> oh, they they're just like champion of the. Uh, it would just be champion of the ass. Like yeah, they would run out of the rest of the no champion of the no champion of the ass. No, that, sorry, I, 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 was, I was still thinking that was, champion that of the was my that was my title in in college. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I'm with you because uh, I liked it, but I also felt like I've seen that before because I feel like I've been thanked. It was cool and, though. And, and, I did and, like it. It was though. cool. It was really cool. Um, so I'm I'm glad we got it. So that happens, uh, and you you're like, okay, thanks. Uh, I have one dragon flight. It's over let's wrap things up um and then uh Viranath, of course is there and she wants to talk to you next yeah and she sent well yeah she she just tells a story because in my head it sends you to exiles which no, no. that's where the, the cinema and and you know we were hoping for a proper um you know high quality uh pre-rendered cinematic mm -hmm. um in this patch and we got it and you get it straight away you don't even have to do anything she's like come hither i want to tell you a story and it's a banger this cinematic actually so good. it's so cool and and, and it's starts off it's very much framed as her telling a story because a lot of these cinematics the way you see them in game is that it's like this person is telling you what happened sort of thing but they're still presented just straight up this one at least has some narrative at the beginning from like voiceover as she flies and it's like wow it was a dark and stormy night or something and, like she's yeah, flying and, yeah. um, and she lands on that little kind of uh crest in exile's reach with the mountains around it the snowy one and because she's been summoned by a ridicron that's you know like he's he's called her to meet and so you know it's tying up that loose end as well um because you know he he they haven't encountered each other since she sort of <laughs> joined our side jumped ship yeah basically. totally yeah um and i think the most notable thing i mean there's many notable things about this cinematic and we are gonna bring out a whole video kind of analyzing the the, the end of dragonflight and and a lot of it will be based around this cinematic mm -hmm. but for me the most striking thing about the entire cinematic is a makes the best entrance in the history of wow baddies it's good it's a good one because you don't expect it do no you? it's brilliant like um uh Viranoth arrives and she's like standing there and you just hear a ridicron's voice echoing around the mountains it's like you blah blah and and she's like whoa and then suddenly he makes his appearance and he's just he's hiding in in the top of a mountain and the mountain like crumbles and explodes just, explodes and he like whoa, stretches out his wings it was he was there all along yeah ever tell yeah he was there all along Mm -hmm. And well, there are two things that are the upshot of this cinematic for me. The first is in my head canon, I do like to think that he'd been there since the last time we saw him. So the last time we saw him was at the end of the Dawn of the Aspects in 10.1.5. A Dang. whole major patch ago. Wow. You know, where he's got the, the kind of little dark heart, and which we now know is what it's called because of this cinematic. He's mm -hmm. got the dark heart, and he steps through the portal, and that's where we first saw Zalatath mm -hmm. uh, again, behind uh, the portal. And he disappears form. there. And I like to think that he just went straight back to Exile's Reach. And he was forbidden like, oh, I'm reach. just going to... gonna the other reach. Oh, sorry, Forbidden Reach. And he just hid under the top of a mountain. And he's been there ever since. Like, And so everything we've been doing... <laughs> 
<laughs> he just like yeah. Abarus, um <laughs> like the whole of season two so far the whole of season three so far yeah the whole of the emerald dream the whole of <laughs> a mirdrasil raid he's been there the whole time just like you know how when we play hide and seek with the kids and they hide somewhere and they think it's a pretty good hiding place yeah, and yeah. you just hear this giggling <laughs> now obviously no one's been back to forbidden reach since then but if you did i like to think that you've heard this <laughs> it's like rumbling giggle yeah totally and upshot two of this cinematic is now i'm super paranoid walking past like any mountain in wow okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's a ridicron here what's gonna happen is he just gonna pop out is he just gonna be yeah. like ah it was me all along <laughs> and beyond that maybe he's not just limited to mountains maybe it's like any earthy thing yeah, right? yeah. So, hills rocks boulders flowers yeah just <laughs> it's like you're like just having just doing some fishing one day mineral, really. just down an arm plane <laughs> doing some fishing and he's all like whoa it's me <laughs> i'm the flower all along <laughs> oh. man that'd be so cool so but yeah, yeah it has made me a little bit jumpy around <laughs> geology fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> topography is Rock dangerous formation. right yeah yeah <laughs> scare me um yeah so i i thought that was really cool and yeah and he you know he he says that he you know he has the the dark heart which he names right yeah okay so the the uh the thing that they recover in the cinematic in exiles reach when we are first introduced do you remember forbidden all that time reach. ago when it's forbidden reach just correct me every time it's fine I will. and um uh, no I, I please do yeah <laughs> and and uh you know that that purpley kind of thing that they retrieved yes. and that uh then they used or ridicron used to um, consume the essence of Galakrond right. in the Dawn of the Aspects dungeon. So, you know, he's that has been named as the Dark Heart. Mm -hmm. And he's going to use it to, I don't know, bop the Titans or whatever. And he's like, you won't see me again until mm -hmm. all this stuff is kicking off. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, in terms of... Like it makes sense normally, but it makes sense in terms of you know a video game that we know has multiple expansions coming up. And I mean, it, I guess it's to be read that it's like we're not going to see him in the War Within, right? Or or Midnight even maybe. Maybe right. we're not going to see him again until the last Titan, um, which is a shame because he's he's a badass. He's awesome. He is. He is. And and we chatted about this a little bit before, but I think yeah, I think it's that Viranath isn't going to see him. Right? Right? Like, sure. Well, I hope so. I hope that that's the case. It's like you, you, Vernoth, will not see me until later. But we, the viewers, <laughs> the, the players, should hopefully get some peaks or at least just just a taste of what he's up to. Right. Just in scheming. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I, I, I hope that Blizz don't do that thing where he well like zalatath has been since bfa i hope they don't do that thing where we, we literally see neither you know hide nor hair of them mm. um and he's completely gone i hope he yeah. does crop up in well like i say i'd like the war within to have to continue the kind of story delivery that um uh, uh dragonflight has been doing and, and and even up it even more you know i i really want to see a return of the super high res sour fang cinematics i think please, that series please. of those is just so satisfying especially when you know you're getting one every major patch and stuff that must be coming in the war within do you think i feel like it has to and you can't tease us with a trailer yeah. like that with 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 you know uh anduin 
uh, just a standard like cinematic trailer though. We got yeah. one for Shadowlands too, know, right? And there were no, there was no Southang cinematics in that. No, I know. But, but they, and everyone thought there was gonna be. Don't you remember? It was like, oh, clearly, no, no. clearly, yeah, Bolvar. We, exactly. Look at that beautiful new Bolvar model they're exactly. using. Exactly. And everyone was clearly gonna have a big series of cinematics for him, and and nothing, nothing, I, I, <laughs> nothing from Bolvar no, at all. In no, fact. actually. <laughs> um, so I, 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 my, well, I'm optimistic. So I, ho I hope that they do bring them back. I know they are extremely mm. expensive to make and. <laughs> like take years <laughs> yeah well, true. so um yeah you can't be very nimble with them can no you? The exactly you're, you're locked pretty... into your story pretty yeah, early on there yeah. stone. so uh you know a girl can hope a girl can dream <laughs> um and i yeah but i i do hope they bring those back i i want to see a huge i want to see a series of comics going all the way through like I, I know it's become quite fashionable recently to complain about sort of tertiary media uh, with storytelling in WoW and the idea that, well, I have to buy a book to know what's going on and stuff. And I am, I am uh, sympathetic to that a lot mm. of the time. I think the, the example that everyone uses, which is where it obviously went too far, was uh, War Crimes before World of Draenor, mm. where you don't even, like, mm -hmm. you, you literally don't know why the portal is open and why there are orcs coming through and stuff no. unless you read that book, yeah. which is is too much, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, Ken, um, sorry, Bane dying off, uh, Bane, uh, yeah, uh, Ken, Ken dying off mm -hmm. screen and stuff and, and, and in the book, and like, yeah, I get it, I get it. There are occasions where it does cross the line, it goes too far, um, there's a debate that maybe they crossed that line again when it came to Kalia because uh, her kind of whole origin is in the book and stuff and I'm not sure how yeah. I, I feel I agree with that yeah. one but um, yeah and I think generally the books have been a bit a lot better of just kind of supporting and supplementing the main story mm -hmm. ever since mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to, yeah, exactly so yeah. I, I, I like the books I'm always up for it mm -hmm. um, I like to see some comics doing that as well um, I love the short stories and something that Legion did, which I think is so good and, and they haven't touched on again, is uh, the whole like audio drama things, like the kind of radio that. plays. Do you remember them? There was a series so of them just before Legion and then there was a series of them for uh, 7.3 as well for the, the Argus stuff, mm -hmm. which featured Turalyon and um, Alaria too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got a feeling maybe they're going to be quite important characters going into the War Within and the World Soul Saga as well. So maybe yeah. now is the time to bring those out again. Yeah. Just they in would and, be really good. Yeah. And the like, I mean, I know we had them in Dragonflight as well. Like the, the kind of animated, um, you know, shorts. But the, for some reason, the Dragonflight ones just don't even stick in my memory at all. Like, uh, I oh, the even... shorts? The yeah. legacy ones? Yeah. Yeah. They, like, because they, I, I get what they did, because they were really, they were kind of embedded in the story and they kind of helped progress where you were in the story. But like, give me the classic, like Ashara, even like the Cadgar ones, like yeah. from Legion, like those were it, well, so... what were the other ones in Legion? Uh, hmm? What were the other ones in Legion? Uh, the other ones. Yeah, exactly. The other but, ones. No, but, but like, they were uh, really That's good. another example. Even... BFA just did that stuff so they, well. They like did. Daughter yeah. of the Sea. Oh, I, I mean... maintain, like the BFA yeah. uh, kind of cinematic trailer is the best cinematic trailer ever, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, like we we saw it at BlizzCon. It was our first BlizzCon. Yeah. But people were literally standing Just and cheering, screaming. Like it was the, in, the, it in was the room was wild. Yeah. It was absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, uh, in that cinematic, and you know, just by coincidence as well, I feel like honestly, Daughter of the Sea could have been the cinematic trailer. Oh, like if if the BFA trailer didn't exist, and if they'd made 
Daughter of the Sea, the BFA cinematic trailer, I think it would still be the best cinematic trailer um, for any expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be like, can you imagine if Daughter of the Sea was the BFA trailer? If it's like, here's our new expansion and Daughter of the Sea played and you'd just be like, what? What? This is awesome. Yeah. So cool. And so, and yeah, and then with the uh, Ashara one and the oh, controversial Sylvanas one, but you know, yeah. it was still good. Still so good. And yeah, yeah they, uh, they changed artists, like visually mm. they're different. So I, mi I miss the older style, but I, I get why they've done it. But yeah, I mean, but even the ones in like, you know, Shadowlands, like, you know, with uh, Uther and they're like, they were really superb. And, and so, yeah, so my hope is that uh, this kind of like uh, short form storytelling um, returns either in the form of like the animated shorts mm. or let's just do the sour fang full-blown yeah. like 5d cinematics i and, love that and to go back to the point of why we we're even talking about this sorry yes um yeah i even if Viranoth and the player character doesn't see uh eridicron again until last titan mm -hmm. or whatever i hope we do and i hope it yes. is one of those things where they they pop in and kind of keep updated with with him and his buddy uh Zalata. Zalatath every now and then because yes. I do think they'd be a very interesting couple I'd love to see like the dynamic between Eridicron <laughs> yeah. and Zalatath yeah. and we've said it before but I think it might be a bit like Fandaniel and uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and uh, Big Booty Guy from, from uh, Final Xenos. Fantasy XIV yeah Xenos and Fandaniel I reckon there could be like an element of Xenos and Fandaniel but instead of Fandaniel who's the worst character ever created and should be encased in concrete like the entire concept of them and, and thrown in the North Sea mm -hmm. like you've got Zalatath who's like just amazing and awesome and yeah i think it'd be really cool so i do hope yeah and i hope that like wow does extend this kind of you know what we see you know and yes. it's not all completely related to our player characters yeah. and we do just get like you know hey we're gonna drop in on a ridicron and and uh Zaltaf just for a bit see what they're up to mm -hmm. i think that would be great that would be cool that would be very cool. um so hopefully yeah when he says you won't see me again hopefully he's not talking directly to the audience but it is kind of impossible not to take it that way i know, I know. <laughs> like peace yeah uh, and, guys. and if he doesn't appear until after zalatath dies which i think she probably will no um but then then you know we, we don't get any of that magic at all do we so that would be that would be terrible also awful but yeah so um and then and it, it very much kind of sets up uh the idea and, and moving into the next expansion as as quite a lot of it does so mm -hmm. in that way you know it is an ending but also a beginning they are officially kind of done yeah you know they're not friends anymore nope. they're not kin anymore she's yeah. like i will have no part of your war against the titans mm -hmm. which is a bit weird because she was really into it before but she just doesn't like she doesn't like the void mm -hmm. a is very uh convinced that he is using the void rather than the void the other way around yeah, it's yeah. Like, i have enlisted them I, li I i like their hunger you know i'm gonna get what i need off them and that might actually be true actually mm -hmm. looking at the shape of the the next three expansions mm -hmm. it looks like you know i think i think a Riddicron's part in this story is going to be there long after the void's part in the story is I over so. right yeah. i think you know we're kind of going to deal with the void to the extent that we dealt with the legion in legion in midnight you know, right. I think yeah. it, it right. will be at the stage at the end of midnight will be at the stage that we were with the Legion in Legion, which mm -hmm. was like, they're basically done. Now. Yeah. Like you're going to see a demon round every now and then. And maybe in the future, they'll yeah, get their, their stuff together and they'll come and attack again or whatever. But basically we won. <laughs> we beat the Legion. We beat, we beat them. And I get the feeling that's where we're going to be with the void at the end of midnight, which will just leave a Riddicron and his plan. You know, I, I still kind of think that maybe 
the Titans will turn up at the end of midnight and like his strike or whatever his Mm -hmm. ambush and he you know he will kind of win at the end of midnight perhaps i think that's a a a narrative shape that everyone's kind of expecting um so that could be cool uh and and but either way yeah i think i think he'll be around a lot longer than zalatath and a lot longer than the void in terms of the world soul saga and you're probably right uh so but i I do hope we get to see them sort of mixed together um Mm -hmm. and and i didn't yeah i'm I, i know she's against the void and i know that you know what she's seen from the way Eridicron went off on one and was basically allowed to by Eridicron. Uh, oh, sorry, the way Firak went off on one and was basically allowed to by Eridicron yeah. and stuff. So, but I don't know, man. She just doesn't seem to care about the Titans anymore. What do you think? Because like oh, her whole right. motivation was like, I hate the Titans, and now she's all like, well. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I get her just turning against him purely because he he let uh, Farak like destroy himself. Yeah, right. You know, that's her brother, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I I think I think the implication is that you know they are like a trio, mm-hmm. but and and they all were fighting for the same thing. But I think their their kind of motivations were very different. Like a Riddicron just flat out hates the Titans and wants to just destroy them. And by any means mm-hmm. necessary, he's like, look, I'm going to kill these guys. And if I have to kind of destroy the planet to do it, then so be it because Fine. it's tainted by mm-hmm. them sort of thing. Like really, really uh, anti-Titan, you know. Firak was a, a lot more of a wild card. He was like, yeah, I, we're going to destroy the Titans just because I love destroying, I love destroying stuff, destroying. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to destroy the Titans. Do I get to F stuff up if we yeah. do that? Exactly. Count me in. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and and I think with... um, <laughs> Thank you, sir. I think uh, with Viranoth, it was actually a case of she was more motivated by the sense of betrayal that she felt yes. from the other dragons yeah. rather than like the Titans was like a symptom of it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm very distrustful that you're taking this power from the Titans. And then so when when the Titans turned around and started, you know, empowering their eggs without consent and stuff, which mm-hmm. is awful, she kind of it, the hurt came from the fact that she felt betrayal from Alex Straza mm-hmm. and, and from the other aspects. And that was more... So she does hate the Titans. She does want to wipe them out. Yeah. But more important was the betrayal from them. So now she's kind of sorted that out. The whole Titan thing just isn't as important because it, it came from you know mm-hmm. frustration with her relationship or you know you know like you know that with 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 uh, uh yeah, the other I, I think, dragons i think i think you're absolutely right she is interested in in like living beings <laughs> continuing to live right like mm-hmm. you know and uh she's come around to the other aspects not completely right but the well like alex Straza, flat not for the first time in the expansion not the first person in the expansion but she she apologized you know and she was like yo mm-hmm. yeah i was wrong alex yeah. Straza has been taking l's all expansion you know yeah. every single dragon that she tries to fight bops her and, yeah. and absolutely nails her and like the dragon kin were like hey you never actually asked us if you could be our leader cool. uh, and, yeah. and kind of make us your servants like, oh. so we're gonna have a big rebellion and she was like yeah actually you're right i'm really sorry we're gonna sort you out and make you proper members of mm-hmm. dragon society and stuff which is really cool like really good um and and likewise with Virinov as well so yeah yeah uh alex Straza did take some serious elves this expansion but is all the she better is. for it exactly exactly and maybe that's why people have kind of wobbled on liking her as a character because when she, you know you see her in the key art and you see her popping up and you're like wow 
this dragon lady's gonna f shit up she's like she's so you know what i mean yeah yeah you know that she radiates that energy and then in, in in game she has you know this like glacial delivery and then also <laughs> is constantly getting you know knocked down but she gets up again um never gonna keep me down but is really apologetic all of the time and so and also just like hugs you and and has really nice eyeshadow so i think people <laughs> Uh, it just I think she I think she subverted people's expectations of what she was going to be like in this in this you know whole expansion. Well, the aspects um, in general have not been very badass. No, they haven't. And, and that is the whole story. It you is, know, they well, are exactly. fractured yeah, and, exactly. and trying to put stuff back together again. And, exactly. You know, and I, I don't mind that at all. It's like I'm okay being the badass one. Like you send me to sort everything out. It's okay. It's fine. I'll do it. You know, me and my buddies will go in there and we'll we'll, we'll clean it all up for you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, I th maybe maybe that has disappointed people the idea that the, the dragons weren't just awesome and, yeah. but they went into it without their aspect powers mm -hmm. and and you know the, the whole point of it was that they were finding their feet and and kind of didn't know what was going on and or where they were and I, the, the, being back in the dragon isles has given the ch them a chance to regroup and rediscover what they're all about and get their aspect powers back again although they're, they're Azeroth powers, you'd mm -hmm. have to say, back again now. Right, yeah. Um, now Whatever we're powered by the yeah the uh, the planet itself, which mm -hmm. I don't know might be important later. So I I like it. I like that whole theme. I think I think it's really cool. I like it too. Oh yeah, yeah. I've cool. So the next bit that we went and did was the Bella Meth stuff. Yes. Um. Which uh, what was your opinion on that? Loved it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I think it. this was kind of like the high point story-wise and, and like story delivery-wise of the entire patch for me. Oh, yeah. It, and so, yeah, so you you just, you show up, you go to uh, Bellameth, uh, and you've got um, uh, Tarunda and what's her name? The new, our new, well, she... Chandris Feathermoon? Chandris Feathermoon, sorry. You know, uh, basically adopted child. Uh, uh, there and uh, the this little cinematic kicks off, and it's brilliant because there there are like no words. Well, I mean, <laughs> officially, officially, this is the first time you've actually been to Bellameth as well. Uh, yes. I know we've been exploring it on the oh, PTR yeah. and stuff, so you exactly. kind of and if you have been doing that, and if you have been like watching trailers and reading about it and stuff and following the news, then you feel like you've seen a lot of it already. But you know, story wise, this is you get sent there. And there's there's a town there now, right? There's there's the beginning yeah, of, of a new up. capital and yeah. stuff. And it's super interesting and, and super cozy and, and with the music and everything as well. I just I I really like it there. I love it kind of as a city. Yeah. Um, and the implication is that it will be built on more as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's and it's great. And there's a moment when you know Taranda looks off in the distance and just you know her eyes grow wide and it's Malfurion who has been you know kind of the butt of many jokes like for for a long time the way he's kind of been handled I know people have he's got those like chicken wings right and like well like, I, I think that bit comes at the end of the cinematic so at yeah. first at first um and it's it's not a pre-rendered cinematic it's it's, no, it's an in-game in cutscenes. One. it's one of, the, one of those ones that your your character appears in and you know i think my character could probably appeared in it a little bit more to be perfectly honest but uh, you know uh, when whenever it's an in-game cutscene, i'm like my character should be there like the whole time oh yeah i don't care the technology is there you know mm. make put me there like i don't care how awkward i look in the background of this thing mm. i don't care what kind of heart to heart is happening between two characters yeah. put me there like <laughs> 
Stick mm. me in there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got my mm. finest night elf, you know, heritage it, it, garb it's on. It's like Tyrande's like, I consent. Malfurion's like, I consent. And I'm like, isn't there someone you forgot to ask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'd be great. But so, yeah, at, at first there's this conversation between uh, Chandris and um, Tyrande. And, and Tyrande is like, yo you're going to be the leader of the night elves now well right yeah and she and the way she she talks about Meth, she's oh, like you know so this good. is this is you know we're starting to build our you know home here but also teldrassil we, we will continue to build anew it's and you're great. like we're like whoa well first great. she lists off like all the other kind yeah. of uh, places where it's like yeah this is our new home but it's not our only home but like you know there's Hijal and, and everywhere else yeah. Ashenvale she's like the, so this is and, and I actually really like how they framed it because there was a big worry kind of among you know people and like night elf players about like you know is this going to feel like home? Is this mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. this is this where it should be? And I really like how she was like, this is actually everywhere. These are all of our homes. Some of them need a little work, you know, but this is where, <laughs> you know, and uh, we will rebuild, like, and we will kind of rebuild. And it, it was just, it was really, I thought it was really beautiful, beautifully done. Um, and so the idea of Belameth not necessarily as like the capital, like a like for like for Darnassus, uh, but rather a you know just something on a smaller scale um that still harkens back to those places it has loads of you know kind of original npcs um and characters that you see wandering around i i really like how they handled that and i felt it oh, was it, it, it felt really good it's like okay actually this isn't so bad you aren't just trying to like plop a, a major capital city just in the middle of nowhere yeah and i'm really glad they addressed it um and i think it's really important that they addressed it as well because mm-hmm. it has been a major sort of source of discourse in the community we've covered it a lot as well this idea that even if Bellameth is a really lovely city and it is mm-hmm. um and but i think they are i think blizz have committed themselves to adding more to it you know oh, as it goes on i wouldn't be surprised if it looks a fair bit kind of different at the beginning of the next expansion even oh, than it does 100%. now i think they're going to keep on adding to it and i think 100%. that's really good when player yeah. housing gets put in put in there for a start it's yeah. going to be very different where's know? where's player housing going tally it's going in that you, tree house yeah mate. you have a theory yeah like yeah theory um everyone knows my theory i'm not okay. going to bang on about it but <laughs> based on literally zero evidence um that i i think the tree house <laughs> in bellameth overlooks the whole of bellameth yeah. it's so beautiful it's so um and i think that's going to be our first instance of player housing in the game i just i just think it will man i just think it will it'll be so perfect I have many reasons for thinking this, but nothing has been disproven in my head, in my tiny little brain. That I, I, it's based on nothing. It's the most stupid prediction I've ever made in my entire life. But I still, I stand by it. I stand by it. I actually think there's it. something to it. I mean, people flock up there all of the time. People just fly up there because they're like, "What's this?" What's yeah, this? seriously. Go in here. What's this? All I'm saying is, if I was a dev and I was looking for somewhere to put the first instance of player housing, and that's where I put it, it just makes sense. Yes, even horde players. Right. Exactly. Yes. Everyone. Uh, yeah. And as as Toronto points out, everyone. Yeah. Everyone is welcome here. Yeah. Exactly. Literally but, everyone. There, and, and there was that idea of, uh, well, yeah, anyone who wishes to make their home here, she says, yes. which is like, oh, like it, like player housing, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but no, so there's, it's very important, this idea of no matter how nice Bellameth is, uh, you know, they were pushed out of, uh, so the way this discourse has gone is the Night Elves were pushed out of Kalimdor by the Horde mm-hmm. and by what Blizzard described as an attempted genocide 
which is black bad okay that's mm-hmm. not good and you, you kind of feel like that's the kind of thing that shouldn't be rewarded right i know yeah mm-hmm. world of warcraft is one thing but war has rules and war has honor and war has you know like uh stuff that you're not allowed to do right and you know genocide is one of them sure. um and and this idea that if the, the night elves then made their home off of kalimdor uh, which is their ancestral homeland, mm-hmm. then the Horde kind of succeeded um, in... Because mm. displacement is a form of... So, you know, and, and like, the idea that they, they won and mm. they probably shouldn't have and stuff sure. like that, which I completely understand. But then the counterpoint to that has always been, well... Darnassus was only actually their home for 10 years it's not actually their spiritual home their spiritual home is Hijal um, mm-hmm. and uh, like you know the rest of Kalimdor mm-hmm. which they still hold mm-hmm. and, and that's that's where I've kind of always stood on this um, but uh, I, I think it is important that Blizz addressed it uh, which is why I, 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 I thought that was a, a great bit of the cinematic really well where, they, where they were talking about that I thought that was fantastic was and really the commitment from Blizz to rebuild Teldrassil as well was I think very unexpected yeah and it's not this isn't something that's going to happen overnight like this isn't something that's going to happen in the next expansion no but I'd be very surprised (laughs) if it wasn't done by the end of the world so I think that's the idea and this is this is another thing that's so cool about having the world soul saga ahead of us and having that rough draft of where we're going i mean we could you know it's a very rough draft but we, we've got like the expansion names and a few kind of key ideas of what they could possibly be about but like i suddenly i feel like i i i understand when things are going to be resolved like okay uh teldrassil isn't going to be rebuilt right away it's not going to be rebuilt in the war within uh, but I do feel like within this cycle, you know, this yeah, this cycle, if you want to call it this trilogy, it will be addressed, mm. right? So, and and this this goes for all of these seeds huh, being <laughs> planted. Like they are letting us know what's coming, literally in the next three expansions, uh, which they are obviously treating as a like a a, a cycle and a set like storyline and and wrapping things up from when they started years ago. So. It just it's just such a different approach, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. just like, you know, you you drop a character in and be like, maybe you'll see me one day, and then they're gone for five expansions and then they pop up again, right? There's there, there's at least an expectation of how things will go. There is an expectation that there is a plan, right? And yes. and that, you know, even though when I asked Terran Gregory this in our BlizzCon interview, he he I feel like it rattled him a little bit when I said it actually, and I was like what I thought was a pretty standard question. Yeah, it did feel, and, it did feel. And I was like, <laughs> do you know the ending of the World Soul Saga? Which you'd hope, honestly, the answer is yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and The question's not tell us the ending. It was it's, one of those questions I felt know? more of a setup. Yeah. It was more of a setup for him or... to kind of rip off a little bit and be like, yeah. yeah. And the great thing is we can aim for it mm-hmm. and it might change, mm-hmm. but we do have an idea of how it's going to end. And, and, yeah. and, and he was just like, you know, I can't tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, no, I'm not trying to milk you yeah, no, don't worry no, it's like, although i will if it gets the answer uh, but like uh you know i was just i was just setting you up for a, a kind of like something you could elaborate on there but it really yeah. kind of he, he just like put up a wall completely yeah. didn't he it's like oh no um and then then he went away and made
made a cinematic really quickly uh, to, <laughs> yeah, to just, put just out on his phone. Yeah, exactly. Like, just like, oh, new cinematic. Oh, Tally <laughs> says I've got to make a cinematic about this uh, and publish. Go, go, go. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and yeah, you, there is that. You, you you do when you know there's a trilogy coming. You do trust the the kind of the hanging threads a bit more. Yeah, you know, and like you have to otherwise, you know, and and. We so shall see. If, if a Riddicron had, if if the World Soul Saga had not been announced, yes, and a Riddicron had turned around and gone, you won't see me. Exactly. Then we'd all be knows? like, okay, we'll like, see you whenever, a Riddicron. Yeah, exactly. yeah, whatever, mate. He's, he's gone. Um, but we right. know when, and, and now we can speculate exactly when he's going to come back. You know, mm -hmm. of these expansions that we know the names of and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I I can't wait to see Teldrassil redone and uh, and and sort of fixed up and One day you know have it with, like scaffold around it or something and then just kind of like looking not. Action and, yeah. and smoky again just, would be fantastic. Rebuilt in some way. Really like that. Yeah. But then, of course, uh, the climax of that cinematic is. Sorry, you know, that, that... I always jump straight to the climax. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> no patience. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it, it, you, you. Yeah, uh, Taranda goes quiet, looks off in the distance, uh, and like, and there's Malfurion just just there and uh, this is just like my favorite part she she just gets this like lovely like look and starts running towards him <laughs> which again is i feel like not a standard kind of like wow like character action right like you know and just starts like running to him and then just leaps into his arms and kisses him and it is so effective um and just say just saying it makes it sound you know silly it's not as good as watching it um it i i loved it it's so good it brought a tear to my eye i i loved it and i thought the uh the whole camera swoop as she did almost the kind of the the baywatch the, the, sort the, of run right, um, towards yeah, him yeah. and she and i loved that about it i loved that there was a real sense of release for Tyranda, particularly mm -hmm. because um, what a and, and and something that we'll touch on uh, later on as well is those extra high res in-game models that they use for the in-game cutscenes mm -hmm. for the main characters are brilliant and mm -hmm. they can do so much more with them oh yeah and um but but as she was kind of well, maybe I'll, I'll try and get it up for the people yeah. who are watching this uh, on youtube yeah um let me just uh, get it find up, it Tally. real quick yeah yeah see if i can uh <laughs> <laughs> you can do this i believe i in can you. do this you can do this <laughs> on command <laughs> You know I can do it on command. <laughs> There's only so many sex jokes we can make in one episode, though. That's the thing. Um, uh, let me uh, see if I can remember what uh, what screen we use oh, for this. Yeah, be careful. Is that the right there? That's the one, right? Yeah, That's cool, right. cool. Right. Um, and uh, so, I mean, the, the models that they use are fantastic, yeah, like so good and so detailed. And you do kind of think, you know, these are just upscaled versions of the in-game models uh you know that's why i like these in-game cutscenes so much but they are just the in-game models but you know with more emotes and i think more uh customizable emotes that the devs can use and stuff mm -hmm. and and just just higher res and you kind of think if you come back to wow in eight years time or whatever this is this is probably what the in-game models are going to look like 
You know, this is probably what, you know, the player character, and this is probably what every dream. model in the game will the look like. Aww. So, um, yeah, when Malfurion appears, and yeah, oh, I love oh, how the first the first shot, yeah. the first shot that we see of Tyrande, yeah. uh, when Malfurion appears, it's not her face, it's her knees, yeah. literally her knees. Yeah. This idea that she kind of, she not goes weak at she the knees just, in like a girly oh, way, no, or, yeah, or in like a, 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 a simpy way, but yeah. in a kind of, you know, it just really takes it out of her yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think it's so great. And then that run that she does towards him, and he could maybe move a bit quicker, but no, yeah, it's a, it's like a proper bound, you know? And she runs right across the street and her arms are going. There's like no shame. There's like no self-consciousness. It's it's a, just a, a really yeah. beautiful emotional moment, right? Yeah. Um, and it's so cool. And yeah, again, he could be running a little bit faster, but the facial expression there too. And then the swooping camera, when she jumps up and grabs his, like, the back of his neck and the camera, like, spins round 360 so as they're kissing. So well, the direction on this was, like, top notch. Yeah. Shout out to the team who works on this because it really yeah, it I, is I so well done. Really lots of and the great thing about 360 shot as well of course gives you ample opportunity to admire her shoulders oh, yes, um, as course. it goes around because that, we all know that's her best feature. But I saw I it's one of those things it's kind of impossible to avoid spoilers isn't it when you're an EU player um, and uh, I had seen a still yes. of the kiss Same. Like, from the Same. side and I was like and, I was like, and people were going wild for it and I was like okay I mean yeah it looks fine it looks good it's exactly. cool that we've got a kiss yeah. good that we got kiss tech in WoW now mm -hmm. um, but uh, of course, that didn't take into account that 360 kind of spin on the camera. So good. Oh, and I, I loved it. It was so Same. effective Same. and so thoughtful. Same. And it's just so lovely. And it's the simplest thing. And they don't they don't even speak. Like it just it just happens. And yeah. uh, really like impactful and beautifully done. So. Yeah, so great. Um, so uh, I mean, technically, the first hug we ever had in WoW, I think, I believe, was. Uh, Technically, Jaina and her mum, yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, that does use in game tech for those pre renders, but it was a pre rendered. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I think technically you could say that that's a kiss as well, mm -hmm. a kiss on the head sort of thing, no, but, but this, long is, lip a, on this lip is a kiss. proper, yeah, yeah, I'm sure this is the first one. Oh. Um, so great, uh, and and so lovely, and and Joyous. of course, so oh. from the moment she turns around and sees him, which is one minute oh four, to the end of the cinematic which is, you know, two minutes in. So that's like 55 seconds of the cinematic, which is completely devoid of any speech. Mm -hmm. It's it's all silent and uh, just, you know, because they don't need words, right? No, they don't. And I love that because, you know, sometimes in WoW cinematics, that can kind of spoil things a bit. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, like the, the, and I was thinking about that too. Like, there's no need for him to be like, Toronto. Yeah, exactly. I am here. Do you know what I mean? Saves Whereas, on like, voice acting as well. Which well, is good, yeah, exactly. You know, but like, yeah, you, one less day in the studio. But like you could have imagined, you know, a cinematic from whatever five, ten years ago being like, it is I. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, no, definitely. I have yeah, yeah. And well, because that's the only way they had to sort of express what was happening exactly. then. But now we can do so much more with yes. cameras and angles and, and, and exactly. expressions as well. So the storytelling moves uh, into, into these, like, uh, these animated cinematics, which look beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then look at little Shantris literally in this pose going, 
Yeah. Now I'll admit I had kind of forgotten that Chandris was their daughter. Same. Well, same. Uh, <laughs> it's good that they reminded us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it would have felt a little she's, bit weird. She's like an adopted daughter, right? Yeah, she's, yeah. But it would have yeah. just felt very strange if if I had not if they hadn't reminded me of that. So whoever's whoever you know put their hand up in the in the meeting and said we should probably remind people of of Chandris's relationship to Taranda yeah, and, and yeah. Malvirin before and, uh, this bit. Yeah, um, and I'm I don't know if you're going to do a cinematic analysis on this one tally uh pretty much yeah yeah yeah, gonna... yeah. but uh, but you know the way she's kind of framed between the two of them here yeah. and you see like you know it's it's lovely yeah i know and it's great she she kind of represents us in that moment mm-hmm. her face is is all kind of scrunched up and and you know that like my reaction just too. full of happiness and sadness and glee reaction. and and yeah exactly and and so she is very much us in in this scenario so when they put their arm out to welcome her in it's like they're welcoming us into the bosom as well it's yeah. like i know we're not represented in the cinematic no, but, but uh, we kind of are which is nice um and it's just great I, I i just really love it and the facial expressions they shouldn't be allowed to do facial expressions this good with no. these models whatever no, they're exactly. doing it's it's absolutely amazing Aww. um and i love it and Group you know hug. in shadowlands when we had that kind of that big exodus of players to to sort of final fantasy 14 and 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 you know we've that is something that's been talked about to death and i remember saying and this wasn't this wasn't a, an unusual view this wasn't like a, a a controversial view at the time but i remember saying then i was like if i was wow if i was in charge of wow right now my main focus would be like quadrupling the size of the in-game cutscene department Mm -hmm. and just getting so many more of those things going on at like every opportunity like every story beat at the very least have an in-game cutscene there happening Mm -hmm. to kind of you know get that story being told better and and Mm -hmm. and what have you and honestly that's exactly what blizz did you know when they took over that game studio and and we know that most of the people from the other studio that they they bought in were artists and what have you mm-hmm. and we've definitely seen the fruits of that uh in, in dragonflight we've had so many great cutscenes. and um, you know we've seen that at the end of shadowlands as well with the, the trial of sylvanas and what have you and and Tyrande in that as well um mm-hmm. and it's it's i mean is, is it a satisfying end of this huge arc which started i mean arguably back in legion with the death of uh ysera but definitely you know from the bfa pre-patch is it is it a satisfying end to the arc for them i think it's lovely i mean i, I and i think it you know malfurion returns abruptly right but i think that's fine you oh know? yeah i think that's the best way of doing exactly it, it doesn't need i don't think it needs kind of more storytelling around that um and then of course after this um after the group hug uh they you know they have a, a, a bit a bit of a conversation there yes uh and uh and uh, malvirian and Taranda are like right um we're off uh so anyway so uh, do you mind gonna... uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then they and then they take off and they go to like their uh their like terrace um which you can visit and you see them and uh, and chandris is just there with them and she's like <laughs> yeah yeah it's <laughs> quite funny um well I, uh, there's there's a comment in in the chat right now which um just says uh can they now end the nell female bouncy animation while standing but <laughs> I think they reference it really, really well um, because in that conversation that you mentioned afterwards, yeah. uh, Tyrande is like, hey, come with me, Malfurion. Um, I found this incredible spot where we can, where we can, you know, uh, make our home. Make our, yeah. Right? And, and, but then 
certainly when we were watching it yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in game she does do a little bounce <laughs> before she starts walking yeah. she does a night elf <laughs> bounce she does it she goes come I found this incredible spot boing and then off she goes uh, with um, uh, Malfurion following which I absolutely love and then we find them I, I tried following them they just disappear they do that yeah, thing they where do, they walk yeah. off and, and they're actually in like the, a, a temple of the moon Mm-hmm. Which I don't think will be their actual home because it's the opposite direction from how they walk. Right. And sure. Chandris is hanging out there with them as well. So it's yeah. like, and there's no doors or walls there really. So mm-hmm. it's probably not where they first went uh, for their big reunion. But no, I but, don't know. You know, you, you, you do find them there. And Malfurion's <laughs> like, does it have a garden? I'm like, oh. And so again, more of this talk of yeah. homes, houses, setting up camp. Um, and yeah, and and this is again another like instance where you know where they they the reins are being handed over. Oh, you know, quite literally. Yeah. Uh, to Chandra's. Uh, and when you talk to her, she's like, "Wow, okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and and so you know, so far in this expansion, I mean, there, there are more as well, but we've had uh, Caligos uh, properly becoming the mm-hmm. aspect of the Blue Dragon flight. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, your set. Um, we've had. Uh, Ysera handing over the green dragon flight uh, to Marithra. We've had mm-hmm. the new aspect of the black dragon flight kind of being named. Mm-hmm. We've had the the leadership of the night elves handed yeah. over to Shandris, uh, and that wasn't the end of the handover of power either. No, because I believe more to come. that the time might have come to talk about because I think everyone agrees that the Bellamath stuff was really good. And I think yeah. everyone agrees that uh, the Eridicron cinematic was really good because mm-hmm. he comes out at the top of a mountain, Evertel. <laughs> don't know if you remember that. Really... Don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, I, but he busted I, out I the top vaguely, of a mountain. I vaguely remember it that. It was happening. so cool. <laughs> uh, but I think the time has probably come for us to touch on the the bit that is a bit more controversial Lovelier. in terms of story beats yeah. and that is Gilneas. Yeah. So, um so all this is happening thrilling, exciting, beautiful stuff in locations we like know and recognize and with characters who have been building up to this. And then uh and then you you are hanging around in Valdrakin and there's a uh like a worgen guy who's like, "Hey, hey, Hey, uh, Greymane wants to talk to you in Stormwind. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine, fine, cool, cool. Um, there's also, uh, in that vicinity, there's a bit where you talk to Matthias Shaw, who I always want to call Matthias. Oh, yeah, you can call him but, whatever you but like. He's, I'm but sure he's he, fine he with refers that. to himself as, yeah. I'm Matthias, it's like Matthias Shaw. Yeah, every yeah. Time. I'm like, oh, God. Like, okay. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that wow thing of like using kind of European style yeah. names, but not. Uh, uh, applying European pronunciation, pronunciation to yeah, them, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so he and he's like, hey, he's he's talking with Ganon. He's like, hey, we've we've seen him. We've seen our boy. He's he's out. Um, he's he's still out there. We've had a sighting of him. Uh, him being Anduin, right? And he's like, well, he's in he's in Ratchet. He is uh picking up supplies and he's heading south. Uh. Which is really interesting, and uh, and and then they're like, "Oh, should we tell Big Daddy Turalyon?" And they're like, "No, don't, don't tell him." <laughs> yeah, and that's the most interesting part yeah. of it for me. They're like, is, just uh, they're like, sh- "Should we tell Jaina?" And they're like, "Yeah, tell Jaina. Yeah, she, she's going to want to know." And they're like, "Should we tell Auntie Jaina?" Uh, yeah, Auntie Jaina, exactly. Yeah. And um, I think the uh, this is all set obviously before the War Within cinematic. Yeah. Uh, and you know, my pet theory is there is like the portal that 
that Thrall comes through mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of that cinematic, we do see, you know, it's blue and it's got a kind of bluish tint to it. Okay. So my headcanon is that it is Jaina that has opened that portal Ooh, for Ooh, I like it, that. It makes I sense, like right? Because yeah. Thrall can't make portals. So it makes sense to me that Jaina kind of conjured of that portal he can. for him He's to thrall. Step. He can <laughs> New power you didn't know about. Chris Metzen is back. Thrall yeah. can do literally anything. He's like, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go and find Anduin, wherever he might be hiding. Maybe I should open a portal, but I can't do that. Except yes, no, I can. <laughs> I think they. I think Thrall really needs to adopt Chris Metzen's BlizzCon's like uh, announcement style as as his general speech pattern from yeah. now on. Oh yeah, it's like. Um... <laughs> Anduin, look at the huge sword. Although it's not as big as mine. <laughs> um, sorry, there's a bit of a detour, but that kicks off right as you're about to head. Oh, so, to, so Turalyon, to... they're not telling, but they, no. they are telling Jaina, but they're not telling Turalyon about Turalyan. it. And it's, you know, I've always been team people of massively overreacting about Turalyon. This idea that, you know, he he's so it's become very fashionable in kind of WoW lore discussion mm-hmm. to just assume that anyone who likes the light. Is basically evil. evil yeah. yeah and it's he's basically like as... a, a basically a zealot to kind of fascist degrees yeah right? he's it's like you know the, the you know when uh what's his face um uh oh my gosh illidan got zapped like anyone anyone who is the light is the equivalent of the things that satan basically yeah, right? it's like, it's yeah. like it's, that's that's all of the light is like that yeah if you well, like the light you're basically like light hitler now and that's yeah. it that's how it goes well, and, well no no but that's the, that's the opinion in the in the community right yeah. the way people talk about it and my position has always been well obviously that can happen but i've never seen anything to suggest that Turalyon is is an example well, of that he, he feels like you know, with his like little cracked face and everything, he, he feels like quite literally he's gonna blow up at one point. Well, maybe, but you know what I mean. I feel like um, you know, and he, he can't bone Illyria, so like he's well, just, all of that pent up like like energy. Where is that gonna go? Yeah, I guess so. All that newly incel energy is gonna. But in fairness, they've been boning for ten thousand years before hey. they weren't allowed to bone hey, anymore. Yeah. Uh, so just to explain this to anyone who doesn't know, we haven't made this up. This is head cannon. Um, uh, we know that they did bone, and, and also we know that. Uh, according to one of those kind of uh, stories that we were talking about earlier that got turned into audio dramas uh, in Legion, um, once Alaria was infused with uh, the Void um, in the uh, the eight point three seven point three dungeon mm. at the end of that, uh, when they tried to touch each other, Turalyon mm-hmm. and Alaria, yeah. it created like a, an explosion. They got yeah. like thrust apart from each other. So you know we think they can't touch. Um, I've always thought, presumably, that means that discipline priests can't touch themselves either. Oh no! <laughs> Whatever will we do? Hence the name discipline, right? Uh... Um, but but they can't they can't touch each other, so that must be quite frustrating. And 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 but you know my <laughs> argument is that and and obviously one being an embodiment of light and one being an embodiment of void. At some point, that is, I mean, that you can't get more Chekhov's gun than that, right? That's mm-hmm. Chekhov's gun is on the mantelpiece there. It's got a big neon sign around it going Chekhov's gun here. Come and get your Chekhov's gun. <laughs> And it's flashing. There's air horns and sirens around it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and there's a, a, a guy standing next to it the whole time, going, "Don't forget about this gun up here." Yeah. You know, it's it's absolutely there. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's always going to come to. And I, I think uh, Aratul, their son. Mm-hmm. I have maintained since Legion mm-hmm. is the child of light and shadow that the prophecy kind of refers oh, to in Legion right, that everyone course. kind of assumed oh, was Illidan. And I'm all like, 
No, it's our tour. It's blatantly our tour. He's literally a child. We've got a video from like 2019 or something, or 18 probably talking about this. Um, And uh, I stand by it. And I think our tour will come into his own and in uh, in the coming expansions as well. Makes sense. So I always think that I just don't see the evidence of Turalyon being a a massive light zealot. He kind of worshipped... uh, uh, who's the Naru in um, in yeah. Argus? Uh, Zira. He he. Yeah. Uh, wow, I'm doing great. My my law brain is on fire. You're today. doing really well. Yeah. Today, um, uh, he he kind of um, worshipped Zira, but then he literally watched Illidan blow yeah, Zira up. Yeah, die. Yeah. And and yeah, okay. So his natural reaction was to like try and kill Illidan, <laughs> but then once he didn't kill Illidan, he was absolutely fine. He was he, there was never a, a case of like, okay, well, I'm not teaming up with this guy. Like he right. absolutely knew what the priority was. He was like, you just killed my friend Mm -hmm. as well as like you know the the person who bestowed upon me my power and who i've known for thousands of years Mm -hmm. by the way Mm -hmm. um and he got over it pretty quick when there was a bigger problem on the horizon so you know and and i don't feel like that's what an actual light zealot would do you know Mm -hmm. i feel like an actual light zealot would be like no i'm not teaming up with this guy yeah exactly and and i just uh, he did the opposite of that and i just don't see i just don't feel like there's any evidence Except, Except this one little stay a while listen where they don't tell Tyrannium. That and that it happens in the same uh, patch and storyline as where we encounter other light fanatics. Uh, what other light fanatics do we... Scarlet Crusade. Oh, you mean this patch? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so, do. But maybe that is. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And like I say. I mean, that him, might just be a red herring. They them might just, just be throwing them that out there. Them not wanting to like... bother Tyrannium with it. Uh, I, I, that that did actually set alarms off in my yeah, in my brain, like I think too. it did with many people. And that's me the first. Too. But for me, that's genuinely the first hint hmm. that the game has given us that Turalyon might be kind of no good because or, or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't see it in anything else. Yeah. But you're right. Mentioning him in the same breath as you know at the beginning of a questline featuring the Scarlet Crusade. But tell me about like what is right, the questline right. all about? Because, sorry, sorry, sorry that, was a, that was a massive detour. Very I'm so sorry. Detour, but, but you know, but yeah. important. Um, so. Uh, uh, so yeah, so then you 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 head off to Stormwind, uh, and Gen is like, "It's time we're reclaiming Gilneas," and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, now here the, the, already?" He's like, "Yep, yeah, get on your get on your Griffin and let's go and let's uh let's fly to Gilneas together. And yeah, let's, and let's do this. And that's what we do. And we fly to Gilneas. Uh, the uh, oh, that's wrong one. Uh, and the uh, the Kali is there. Yeah." And uh, uh, Lillian Voss is there. Yep. And Tess is there. Tess looking. Who's looking awesome. And I've forgotten so how cool. good Tess Grayman's voice actor is as well, Tess actually. Tess was always so good. I, yeah. loved, I loved Tess. Um, uh-uh. uh, not to mention her, speaking of like, you know, uh, in-game cinematic like characters, she looks amazing. She looks so oh, good. Oh yeah, well again, we're, we're, again we're skipping to we'll the end a little bit we'll there, but like it, but yeah, yeah, she, looks um, so she good. does look good. And and uh, uh, Mia is there as well, uh, who has got like, you forget what a sexy voice because they use such an old lady model for her yeah, in game, too, yeah. and it's like an old school like she looks very old yeah. in game. Yeah. You know, like hey man. Well, I think she's beautiful, yeah. but I I don't think that's how she was designed. <laughs> like they designed Gen, and they were like, They're this like, dude oh, no, is a still. Old. Fox. Yeah, yeah. He is. Oh, he is such a dilf. Like all of our men over. F- 
weird actually how this works out it in WoW. Weird, all the men it? over 40 look like actual sex machines and all the women over 40 kind of look like hags <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know what i don't know what yeah, that design wait, where that all, came from and all these but, like really hot like elf like windrunner sisters are running off with like kind of lame dudes yeah like, yeah mm. it's so weird yeah, it's so... yeah all all the windrunner sisters all fall in love with like the most milk toast dudes <laughs> <laughs> like the most like, white bread dudes yeah, it's like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. yeah um, so funny so weird yeah, i don't know that's just a coincidence funny. probably yeah, but um uh yeah no, anyway they did kind of redeem themselves with mia by giving her like a sexy yes. soul Voice, yeah. which is like uh very very cool um and uh and and i there, there are things i really liked about this uh, scenario mm -hmm. and there are things i uh would improve about this scenario let's say uh what was your what's the taking back of gilneas evie give us your review oh, you're yeah. the you're the person here everyone's here to see even even in a nutshell right it's uh it's like a pretty rote uh like quest line where it's like we need to infiltrate the city we go into it we don't even really do it bit by bit you kind of just go into it you do some bomb planting you do some mob farming um you do that a few times you hit some rats with uh with a torch you don't even hit them you, you wave, you them, away. wave them away yeah, yeah. with a torch uh, and I get what they're trying to do and maybe, and then maybe it's just hard given what they're working with, but yeah, but then you, 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 get there, you have some chats with, with Lillian Voss, with Tess, um, you know, coordinating the troops. I mean, basically it culminates with like a, a mini, with a boss who is a, a Scarlet Crusade leader, uh, in the chapel turns into you know basically like a oh like someone's a like a light well, she turns uh, into elemental, a light elemental oh yeah yeah, yeah. You know, after she she dies uh and um and that's it and then you you kill it and then gilneas is reclaimed yeah. so the i thought the actual like quest sequence was like you know you, you i have wow brain we all have wow brain we know how it works we know like the the steps you take to to finish a quest Considering like the the supposed like gravity or importance of the story, I was like, mm, okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. The, the word that a lot of people have used is underwhelming. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I I'm not unsympathetic to that. No. Uh, so I feel like um, at this stage, and this is not me making excuses for it or anything like that, but I I feel like um I I feel like the game didn't explain this very well. So if anything, it's a criticism. Mm. But the situation with Gilneas at the moment is that. It hasn't been, and I think this is important to remember, mm -hmm. it hasn't been those Scarlet Crusade guys there for the last 10 years, which is why uh, Gen and the Gilneans haven't taken it back. No. And that, no. So, so I think there's this, uh, this idea of it's like, well, that was incredibly easy. Why didn't we do that 10 years ago? And I think it's kind of important to remember that it's been the Forsaken that have been there for the last 10 years. Um, and at the end of Shadowlands when Kalia becomes a member of the uh the desolate council and when they take back undercity or lorderon um then she sends a letter to gen going look you need gilneas back i'm gonna fight for you know moving the forsaken out of gilneas so you can go and take it back mm -hmm. and she succeeds in doing that and mm -hmm. so she through diplomatic means mm -hmm. which with the relationship between the horde and alliance is kind of fitting for where we're at in the story right now mm -hmm. through diplomatic means she moves the forsaken out of gilneas but then before the gilneans can move back in that little band of the scarlet crusade they just take kind over. of they jump in and they yeah. take it so yeah. they are not like a 
there's the idea that yeah of course we can take these guys yeah. it's kind of a formality really yeah. um and 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 so yeah whatever but i i, I do think that the significance of the uh the moment the significance of the move back into Gilneas was undermined by that yes it was under i i feel like yeah. it could have been better if there was maybe well because i i think it, i i think it cheats the 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 um the Gilneans, the Worgen, out of something important. Absolutely. Which is getting to fight some Forsaken. Yes, they've and, been dying to do that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like there could have been a rogue faction of Forsaken that mm -hmm. refused to move out. Right, yeah. Um, and, and, and here's the thing, you, you mentioned Turalyon uh, and, and him being mentioned in this quest mm. and maybe the significance of that. Mm. We don't know what they're planning for the Scarlet Crusade. Mm -hmm. The Scarlet Crusade were the main baddies in the Forsaken Heritage quest line mm -hmm. last patch. Um, and it could well be that the, Fors the, the, the Scarlet Crusade are on a bit of a comeback at the moment. And they specifically wanted to link the Scarlet Crusade mm -hmm. into Gulneas to kind of keep them in everyone's mind and sure. what have you. And fine, we don't know that, but we don't know that. So mm -hmm. we can only take what we're given. And yeah, I think most Wargan players would have really appreciated the opportunity to fight some Forsaken. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. I feel like we could have achieved that by having uh, a rogue forsaken faction or you know that that refused to move out and and then you could still have had Kalia mm -hmm. and and Lillian take part and they're like oh these dudes yeah yeah they've always been trouble yeah yeah, yeah. i think I'm, the time has come to sort of I'm and that would actually you. have made their input a bit more meaningful as well honestly i'm with you and and because of that because of that whole setup it just feels like the scarlet crusade was just kind of like well we need a common enemy for us to bond yeah, around exactly. and I, and i understand you know how it can fit into the wider picture but like just jumping into this quest you're like why why yeah. um and of course as you're like flying around on your griffins they're like the scarlet crusade in case you don't remember yeah yeah and it's like, oh there was a quick lore yeah, dump on the scarlet like, crusade yeah, yeah, yeah. i actually like, really appreciate that yeah, i feel like there too. could be more lore dumps me too. Uh, when I you're actually, about to go off and fight someone i actually yeah. don't mind it i saw some people like laughing about it on twitter and it's totally fine but i actually don't mind it because there are players who haven't been playing since classic yeah, you know there are so. people who aren't as familiar with what's happened so you know wow needs to kind of signal to all them as well <laughs> what's going on <laughs> so um so yeah so i thought those quest lines like, like oh yeah I'm, I'm in the kind of the team underwhelming camp um for for the kind of the reasons we outlined the things that i really liked However, because there were things that I liked about this, um, were the little cinematics that happen at the end. Oh, the yeah, 100%. I've just got some more things I'd like to say about yeah, the, the actual yeah, questing yeah. Uh, before we do. But yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to getting onto that bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, uh, I wouldn't, I feel like a really, I feel like what Blizz did mm -hmm. was they were like, we need to make something to the level of the reclaiming of Lordaeron. Mm hmm so you know we look they look back at the end of shadowlands and at uh 9.2.5 um and the the retaking of lordron was a very popular quest line mm -hmm. and worked really well and i think went down really well with the player base and and i think there's a number of reasons why the gilneas one doesn't quite level up, match up to that one because okay. i think they've clearly used that one as a sort of a template it's like make something like that but for the worgen mm -hmm. everyone loved the retaking of uh lordaeron do it again but for the worgen mm -hmm. and i feel like there's a number of reasons it doesn't quite work as well one lordaeron was a surprise mm -hmm. came out of nowhere mm -hmm. You got the Dark Ranger customizations at the end of it. Oh, yeah. What do you get at the end of the Gilnean one? Oh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, and 
so so that's different as well <laughs> importantly uh there was no force to fight out really in uh the um the lordron one mm-hmm. because it was a blighted capital it was about clearing the blight mm-hmm. um you know and it was about the the new desolate council kind of welcoming Kalia in Kalia proving herself to the desolate council and 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 so it was a, a quest about her really um and about sort of clearing the blight and her proving herself and it was very much all forsaken all the time. No one else helped them mm-hmm. apart from you, the hero, who presumably, you know, statistics say you probably weren't forsaken. Yeah. So, yes. so, um, you know, there, it was. It felt a lot more specifically for the forsaken, mm-hmm. um, and. Also, Lordron hadn't been lost for that long. You know, it was the expansion after they lost it. It was them that blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was, it was, it yeah. was, you know, the Forsaken blighted it themselves and then they came back and cleared it up. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was a, a, a kind of a, an agency there that the Worgen didn't really have. So I understand why they used the taking back of Lordron as their template for it. But then you got this thing where. You know, it's it, it is more important. It is more significant um, for for Wargan players than than taking back of Lordron was mm-hmm. for Forsaken players. Even if you just think about how long it's been since they've had it, yeah. Um, and I feel like I, I feel like it would have benefited from some time gating. I was literally just going to say that. I was literally going to say that. Like I know people don't like to hear that word, but it, yeah. it really would have because my understanding is that this is the first step in a bit more story. I'm led to believe this because when you actually get to Gilneas, Gilneas is retaken. There is nothing there. Um, understandably, fine. You got just a couple of like NPCs chilling out. The thing that really found really galling were like the doors that you can open, uh, which everyone has tried opening every door, that just open into just like a little like enclosed pod, like that doesn't even go up into a tavern or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Stuff that's like, it's so it's so bare bones and untouched uh, compared to, well, I know Bellameth is like a new, new zone, right? But it felt like, you know, you get to explore it a little bit. You could, ooh, pick up some cool night off transmog here. Find this, find this. I wish there would be a little bit more of that. And so, so to, to go it, back it, to... It didn't feel like there was loads to explore. No, there, no there, right. there was nothing to explore. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, going back to your point about time gating. So this to me makes it feel like, okay, this... They will do more with Gilneas. They must. They have to because there's nothing there. There isn't even a, a portal or a flight point. There's literally nothing. So my assumption is that we will go back to it and so that this is... Oh, the first, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so this is yeah. the first step in the story of 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 more about Gilneas. So I, I almost wish that we would have had like to step back a little bit and be like, hey, something's going on uh, in Gilneas. The Scarlet Crusade are there. Um let's take some time to formulate a plan. Like, let's take some time to see what, you know, yeah. lore dump, um, chatting to everybody, making connections with Kalia and Lillian, yeah. you know, but not having the assault quite yet. So yeah, with like a bit of time. Well, I, I, I feel like okay, I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with the city being kind of desolate and wrecked basically, because mm-hmm. like it's been in forsaken hands for 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
they don't care you know and then no. they just up and left and then the scarlet crusade moved in but they had literally just moved in the no. scarlet crusade. it's not like they had a chance to put anything back together so i get it it's like it's an abandoned city essentially yeah it is but it felt wrecked from like a dev point of view yeah like okay no, i get it, it felt when, when like i technically... said when i said it could it could benefit from time gating i actually yeah. meant the assault itself like sure. i feel like we, we could have done a bit of a war of thorns thing here mm. and i feel like if we had kind of sieged the city a bit sure. so maybe some of the repeatable content that has found its way into digs or whatever mm -hmm. maybe the repeatable content from this patch should have been sieging gilneas interesting maybe right, sure. maybe that That's could have been like it, the yeah. repeatable event yeah. it was like we are stopping supplies getting into the city or we are keeping everyone stocked up mm -hmm. uh, maybe we could have even had a proper old school wow bringing supplies yeah, in and yeah. like you know getting stuff and building up the the kind of thing and then next patch launch the assault on Gilneas. Sure, so yeah. we've had like a whole kind of patch um, of of doing like dailies there mm -hmm. in a way and almost. Preparing. Like yeah, fighting yeah. people on the outskirts yeah, of the city supplies. and getting ready yeah. for our attack sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I think that would have made it feel a lot more significant and a lot more earned Absolutely. and would have probably really made everyone a lot happier. Yeah, because it feels <laughs> on, the, on this kind of level of like story beat like this is literally about this is about Gilneas yeah yeah this is about like Morgan like this is about you know everyone there yeah I just feel I, I'm with you I just feel and I think that's a nice solution with the kind of the the, the you know the, the camping and the gathering supplies and getting recon and then sieging and attack you know it just felt so fast um and it it felt um yeah, it, it felt super quick. Uh, yeah, and and I, I, like yes, I think we are getting time gating on the the kind of like the repopulating and the rebuilding of Gilneas. Yeah, like we mentioned the fact that there's I the way I read it because I'm biased and because I've got this theory mm -hmm. is that you know I think there are lots of hints to player housing in Bellameth, mm -hmm. but then there's that great oh. line um yeah. when gen's walking around he's like there are so many empty homes here yeah oh. mm. Mm. um so yeah i so i agree with the the um the underwhelmingness of like the battle to retake on this and yes. it made sense in the story mm -hmm. but i i i feel like they could have just given wargum players a bit of a just give them just give them a bone <laughs> Yeah, give those good boys a bone and, and like give them a big a fight I, and i think i think maybe having uh, like dailies or something there for a patch before we retook it could have something. been the answer exactly. honestly and i think seed. people will have loved it as well exactly just plant the seed that we are yeah. going to do this i think people would have been a lot more excited about that than azerothian archive if they made that the and i feel like yeah. i don't know I, I you never know who's idea it is it's certainly not the person that wrote those quests who did a mm -hmm. great job on them mm -hmm. you know they they're not the one that makes that decision no, so um no. i um yeah i i i guess like that would be uh the thing that i i would improve about it mm -hmm. uh, the one thing i have no problem with at all is the forsaken helping um yeah. I, I have no problem with that at all i that think like sense. the the theme of renewal and mm -hmm. you know uh, and and new starts and stuff but quite aside from that is the fact that loads of forsaken are gilnean like mm -hmm. when sylvanas like took gilneas in cataclysm they killed a bunch of gilneas in gilneans in that attack and then raised them as mm -hmm. forsaken yeah. um with the valkyr so the simple fact of the matter is there are a ton of forsaken that are ex-gilnean citizens and they actually have a right to fight for that city back 
as well, you know, yeah. as well as the Gilneans that are still alive and Worgen. Yeah, um, and they're no absolutely. less cursed than a Worgen Gilnean is. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like, I, just from that point of view, I think it's fitting that the Forsaken kind of do have a right to help the Worgen take it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, 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 you know, there is there's that as well. Forsaken are one of my favorite races, so I'm a, I'm a bit biased mm-hmm. there. But you know, I. I I don't have a problem with that, uh, and but I I would have been well up for a, a rogue forsaken faction being the ones that we have to ch- chase out. So that's that that, cool. okay. So that's the stuff I didn't like about sure, it. Sure. Um, I, I would have probably like? had more stuff to kind of explore and interact with once you've taken it as well. It was mm-hmm. genius to put the fishing in there. Oh, I mm, so that, that to me was just like adding insult to injury because you know oh, you're, really? you're, okay. there, <laughs> you're there, you're like, oops, guess I'm just gonna have to hearth out because there's nowhere, there's nowhere else for me to go. Yeah, flown around a few times and like everyone who's there is just fishing for these spectacles, <laughs> like Lord, Lord Godfrey's old spectacles. Yeah, which is fine, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Um, and then just like just you. You know, like fishing, swearing periodically. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And everyone's just there, and it just um, it didn't, it just didn't feel great. Like okay. I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't, that didn't make me feel fair. Like from a from you know from like fun gamer point of view, I was like, this is funny. Everyone's just here fishing. Literally nothing. Else this is was happening. meant to be the bit of stuff we like, but yes. uh... sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> Oh my god, this is like any time I do something nice for uh, you. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. So, stuff I actually did. Like. Okay, so people are mentioning no flight path in the chat. So, uh, but no. it is worth pointing out. I'm sure there that will there, be one. There is, well, there will be one, but also there you can literally get a hearthstone there. Uh, there is an innkeeper, so you can set your hearthstone there. But if you're a worgen, yeah. Uh, near liam's grave which we will talk about in a little bit anyway yes. but there are some flowers you can pick up and they will give you a a toy which is a hearthstone to the, the peace bloom. Uh, yeah the peace yeah. bloom so so if you are a worgen character you can get a hearthstone to gilneas now which is awesome yeah, toy like really right. really that cool. is cool fine sorry carry on. for worgen cool <laughs> oh okay. and there's also a thing that uh there are areas in in uh gilneas where you can talk to an npc and they will clear it out so that you can RP there without uh, NPCs, in them, okay, uh, like in the temple, cool. which is really, okay. really cool. That is really room, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So uh, apart from that, stuff that I actually did like uh, was yeah, were the the like the the cutscenes basically. Uh-huh. Um, and so so you wrap it up. You sorry. I think I'm gonna sneeze in a minute. Oh. Oh, it's building up. Oh no. Getting, oh, here it's, it it's gonna be like a Ritacron coming wow. out. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and I'll try and mute the mic I've as withered. you do it. I'm watching I've you. Oh I'm no! no oh, really? Like, yeah, that I, is so I, unsatisfying. Like, That's like when in. you need to go for a poo and you just yeah. can't do oh, it. Oh, it's the worst. Oh. It'll, it'll come back. It'll come back. So but uh, so uh, of course you, you finish and uh, and Gen, uh, who, whose voice acting is great in this. All the voice acting in this patch is phenomenal. It is very very good, and I love Gen. You know who's our gruff doggy daddy? Um, he like just having a really like gentle gentle tone you know and it's not just gentle so he 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 talks to tess and he's like i'm really sorry i've been a really bad dad <laughs> but there, there are hints of that even at the very beginning of the yeah. questline as well oh, yeah. where you know uh. he's like oh and tess is like we're going to accept help from carlia um and he's like i can't he's do like, this i literally can't do i that. can't look at them so you're going to have to lead this one yeah well and he's like what are your orders yeah you know yeah. And, and he's and exactly even in that bit his, his voice voice acting is is great it's really good and uh 
you know, not, you know, it's, it's, it's not uncharacteristic, but it's just quite different from, from what we're used to hearing from Gen. And then when you wrap it up, he's like, uh, he's, he's, he's kind of just full of regrets. And he's like, look, I'm, I am really sorry. You know, it was always about Liam, Liam, who, uh, who was killed by the Forsaken, right? Uh, his son, uh, who he lost and, you know, it was kind of always about him and I, I neglected you. I, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I really did. Um, and, uh, let me make it up to you. Here are the keys to Gilneas. It's yours now. Yeah, and it's amazing. And, <laughs> and, and so, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and like, whereas I felt the uh, the actual the, the gameplay of mm -hmm. taking back Gilneas was, I can understand why people would call it underwhelming. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not unsympathetic to that. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, you know. It was fine for me, but like I said, I would improve it. I would have made it a much more involved thing. Mm -hmm. But something I can have no complaints about at all are the cutscene at the end. And in fact, all of the little scenes that play out at the end sort of in the game as well. Really? Yeah. But that cutscene between Tess and, and uh, Gen is incredible it's like, so it's, well done I, I think it's probably my favorite bit of the entire patch in fact it delivers so much like kind of like you know like the previous scene with with Toronto and Malfurion this one you know uses words <laughs> but it, <laughs> and, it, and, and Tess's like, voice acting in that scene great Exquisite. and it really it just delivers like like every line uh like nothing is a throwaway there's no like here i am uh, behold me like every every line delivers something about tess or about gen mm -hmm. or about their relationship and um i it's it's lovely it's really good and he's like you always saw through me you know you saw my pain how much you know it was it was it, it's it's so good i i was super oh yeah She's like, I see you, father. Yeah. I'm like, this is... And the facial expressions in this scene are... Oh, they're are, so well done. I mean, the best we've ever seen in an in-game cutscene. Because mm -hmm. this isn't an in-game cutscene, isn't it? This isn't like a pre-rendered. Or is it? Um, I can't actually like, tell I mean, anymore with some of these. I think it's I think it's an in-game cutscene. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Tess looks crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> she looks so good. I think so. I can't quite, I, I can't quite work it out. It looks, it looks not quite good enough to be a pre-rendered, but then... I think maybe a kind of weird mix of both, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but um, either way, like the uh, the the expressions and and the kind of the just delivery through kind mm -hmm. of body language and stuff is mm -hmm. wild. It's, it's absolutely so, crazy. It's so for well a while. done. They've they've like made progress in leaps and bounds yeah. in storytelling through these. And scenes. so good to see Tess's model getting some love yeah, as well absolutely. in in a high res thing like this. No, it is. I it, yeah, it's not pre rendered. It is an in game cutscene. Yeah. In which case, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like probably one probably the best one they've ever done. Um, I'd, yeah. I'd be interested to hear from a dev about that if anyone wants to let me in on it and tell me. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I adore it. I, I think it's fantastic. And then the scene directly after it, where Gen goes to Liam's grave ah, as well. Oh, so good. I, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So after that, he's like, uh, I'm going to be over here for a bit. You, you go over and, and yeah, he's uh, he's at Liam's grave and he just delivers like a little monologue, you know, talking to Liam. And, uh, you know, he's like dishing his regrets. Uh, and again, it is really, really beautifully written and really, really well done. And genuinely so as like, well. Genuinely. I say, I say that like it, it was like it was just just delivered really beautifully encapsulates kind of Gen's sense of like regret and yeah. loss and sadness. But how he sees this 
uh, kind of like glimmer of hope in Tess and uh you know he he sees her now right and uh and and is like proud of her and it's Heck yeah, it was. It, it, I loved it. I yeah. loved that bit too. I thought it was great. And and, and again, you've got yeah. that theme of handing over the reins mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Tess becoming the leader of the Gilneans, right? Mm-hmm. And and so another handover of power now, another young character who we've seen kind of grow up to a certain degree, uh, mm-hmm. like we have with Marithra and Chandris. And okay, granted, those two are like hundreds and thousands of years old respectively yeah (laughs) Uh, but tess is a human she's got our kind of lifespan Um, and we've watched her grow up we've seen her join the uncrowned presumably she can't be in the uncrowned anymore if she's gonna be queen of the gilneans um and uh she'll have to kind of like quietly leave that little organization or maybe uh, maybe she'll let them in maybe this is a whole new era for hereditary monarchy in gilnea wouldn't that be an awesome thing but this idea of you know the youth kind of stepping in Mm -hmm. and a fresh start and not just bringing to an end the arc of the older characters that we've kind of been living with for the last 20 years in WoW, but very much putting aside their grievances Mm -hmm. and their pain and their problems, which is what happens with new generations. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, Gen hates the Forsaken, Gen hates this, Gen Mm -hmm. has this pain over this, but Gen's not in charge anymore. So there's a much more potentially optimistic kind of view uh, coming, which I think is really important. And that's, that's kind of how the cycle works in real life as well to, yeah. to a large degree a lot something of really interesting about that and of course tess tess is not a worgen no <laughs> not, exactly yeah yes yeah. right which again some people were like changes the whole vibe yeah it does and and for you know some people were like yo like this that this isn't right she has to be a worgen she's the leader of the worgen mm-hmm. it's like well the, Gil- the gilneans she's the leader of the gilneans who are worgen and you know not yeah. <laughs> like, and human um and uh, just like just like a worgen was in charge of the gilneans and not all Gilneans were Worgen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's in, just the the, other way around. in the in like the um, Worgen like heritage quest, I think there's she she has like she's kind of confronted with, you know, the the curse and like whether to take it or not, right? And she she decides it's best not to. And yeah. and so that just uh, that just makes her like such a like much more interesting character where she she is looking after people who are like herself and different from herself yeah um and i it's cool i i i like it i think it is really nice and it feeds into this whole idea of like renewal right handing off handing off to the next generation handing off to someone who isn't like burdened by these like hatreds and regrets and you know uh conceptions of others and uh yeah 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 um and i think uh I, that was all beautifully tied up with the, the the little bit at the grave with um again uh, as well i i you know and there's very much a sense of i mean he literally says all these years the lessons i have learned the alliance has always offered an outstretched hand uh there are days it feels right and days i wonder what if i had not built that wall mm. i put a tweet out i don't know it's about me right but i put a tweet out and uh before this quest line kind of went live mm-hmm. uh, obviously no one had played it i didn't know what was going to happen there but i was like you know the story of gilneas as told in warcraft didn't start with cataclysm and and the forsaken taking it over it begins with gen building the wall Mm. and and kind of shutting himself away from the rest of the alliance and abandoning later on the humans in lordaeron not going to their aid uh when the scourge came along Mm. and and yeah sure they all lived and maybe they'd all died if 
they hadn't done that mm-hmm. but you don't know do you and you know that could maybe that maybe that could have helped and the fact that he didn't try and help at all mm-hmm. and stayed kind of isolationist and i was like it's a pretty standard wow kind of storyline forever of like the idea and how it was always sold it, at the time and in Catholicism, mm. it was never sold as a good thing mm-hmm. it was always sold as a bad thing that he was doing and and you know isolationism has always been treated as a bad thing in, in Warcraft mm-hmm. you know the night elves are isolationist when we first meet them and they come out of being isolationist yeah. in Warcraft in 3 way. and yeah. save the world yeah, sure. right it's yeah. it's it's them putting aside isolationism which literally saves the world mm-hmm. and it, that's always been the thing in, in Warcraft and um and there was a lot of comments on that tweet of mine which were like it's not about a wall anymore you can't just say wall bad uh you know kind of cooperation good and stuff that hasn't been the story of gilmaeus since and here we are him kind of talking about how walls are bad and stuff like obviously it's the theme right and it's the it's the big thing that has made all of this happen Mm -hmm. um and it's always been gen's big weakness his big law mm-hmm. is the fact that he built a massive wall and it ain't good to do that dudes yeah unless it's the uh, wall of china because that thing's awesome have you seen it it's incredible <laughs> it's I, I wish i could see it but yeah, yeah. and and tess pointed out as well she's like it's why you built that wall it's because you, yeah. were, you literally you know that he has built a wall around himself well exactly you know the, metaphorically the, as well mm-hmm. right and, and like walls in fiction are never just walls no, are they never <laughs> they're never just disgusting. physical no. walls are they no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um so it was it was it was nice to to see yeah i i loved hearing gen in his beautifully voice act oh it was nice. amazing kind of deliver this stuff i i i loved it yeah, yeah. Uh, your sister will lead the kingdom now. No one can be more proud of her than your mother and I, except perhaps you. I just thought it was beautiful. Whoever was wrote re- this uh, and, like- and the scene with uh, with uh, again and um, Tess, Tess as well. Yeah absolutely incredible and yeah. i'm really oh, i'm well. i'm an absolute sucker for any father son father daughter same, stuff same having a son and a daughter same. now <laughs> like, i like and it's it's, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's so lame isn't it it's like the saddest thing on earth i used to look at kind of movies that really played off kind of son and mm-hmm. uh daughter and father and mother like dynamics and mm-hmm. think it was so dumb and so stupid but then as soon as you get kids your own you're like oh i get it it is there is something I get to it. it like okay. the the scene um with like Taranda and Malfurion and Chandris like Taranda and Chandris like nuzzling their foreheads yeah I'm like ah I'm gonna do that with my baby when I see her later today yeah, it's gonna exactly. feel amazing it's it's you know we, we you, you do get parent bias um but I yeah I really uh, out considering how the quest line was a bit like mm-hmm. I, these uh, these bits yeah. that you delivered. And, and so overall, I'm going to treat the Gilnaeus stuff as really good because, yeah, granted, like I say about the actual gameplay, mm-hmm. I understand criticisms that it was underwhelming and I'm sympathetic to those criticisms. I, I probably agree with them. But the actual kind of interactions and cutscenes mm-hmm. and story beats that happened in it uh, and around it and after it, I thought were phenomenal mm-hmm. and like really beautiful mm-hmm. and affected me and, you know, were everything that they should have been mm-hmm. for me personally. And I love that. I, I love that. agreed. Yeah, really cool. I so um, overall, I really like the Gilnea stuff, but yeah, I, I agree with agree with the criticisms. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you play in the, uh, in the patch? Did you get anything else done? So that's it. I haven't done... Uh 
anything else really, uh, which I'm excited to do. Uh, I, I did hear about a couple of more like stay a, stay a while and listens. Oh, uh, did you see the um, uh, the Rathian one? Yes. Really, really cool, it's isn't so it? So good. I didn't actually see it in game, but then I watched a clip of it and I was like, this is so well yeah. done. Yeah. I was like, wait, just, just, it's it really just as simple as like the way the line is delivered, the way they're talking to each other. Um, uh, and again, uh, and this is, uh, I know, a, a recurring theme, right? But yeah. th the voice acting it's superb. of, of Rathian in it that is, scene Rathian is, is something so else. Good. So, so good. Uh, let's see. Here it is. I've yeah, got, I've got it yeah, up yeah, on the screen yeah. now. It's, yeah. uh, and it's, it's, it's just great. It's, it's so good. And the choreography of it as well. And, yes. and this is like literally just to stay a while and listen, right? So it's just the in-game models doing their thing. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they've given Sibelian some extra kind of torso swivels and stuff that yeah. don't exist in emotes mm -hmm. otherwise yeah um and they're doing great and and it kind of now okay so i i know a lot of people have been very disappointed with rathian in this expansion uh including my the person who i always turn to for rathian stuff which is mego who does uh mm -hmm. the art that you can see playing behind us mm -hmm. right now if you're watching on youtube um uh because you know she is uh she's a proper rathian stan and, and loves the character and she was she's been pretty disappointed with rathian in dragonflight a lot of the time particularly in the, in the last patch mm -hmm. uh and and what have you but she loves this she thinks this is great mm -hmm. uh and so that's good enough for me yeah. um but it, it just absolutely kind of explains where rathian is right now in terms of, which i think okay so i i personally thought this i thought that they have shown this in game a lot of people really appreciate him saying it out loud. Yes, exactly. Uh, he, I think it's important. Sometimes yeah. you literally just have to put it in words yeah, <laughs> and have yeah. a character say it. And I think this is one of those cases, especially when it's just delivered so well. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. And uh, and he and, and Sibelian just start walking. Like, I just love when they just start talking and they just start walking yeah. off to the side a bit together, which is just so like natural <laughs> and... Um, like just naturally done yeah uh and uh and yeah the bit that you've pulled up here where he's like i've i've often felt that i share more in common with mortals than with dragons and feared that i belong among neither and it's like ah okay yeah. that's the essence he's the in-between right he, he is, the is he, yeah. he 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 isn't he can't just be dragon aspect because mm -hmm. that's not really what he is. He, what is he is he's you know he has been hanging out with mortals more than most people and you know, that's what he is he's mm -hmm. he's he, he is like this in-between man of act he's a street cop he can't <laughs> you can't put this guy behind a desk you know he's got to be out there on the streets doing the rounds on the beat uh yeah yeah i'm a street judge yeah totally um i thought that here in the land of my ancestors i'd find something i was lacking uh uh, that by becoming an aspect, I could prove who and what I truly am, if not to the world, then at least to myself. That by uh... But I see now that I never had anything to prove. My place is among both mortals and dragons. So now, nice. for me, so Blizz nice. told us that that was the story of Rathen in this expansion, like in the build-up to this expansion like uh you know on the on the homepage for dragonflight on their website right like, this is basically how they build rathian it's like rathian has come home to find his place among his dragon kin mm -hmm. and take up his rightful place as black dragon aspect but might he discover that there's he actually like doesn't quite belong yeah he yeah. needs more or something yeah, right that his sure. needs are different from that or something but i feel and, because he got caught up in in you know kind of the leadership of the black dragonflight and and all the like he I, I I agree with you, but like I don't think that was ever just like 
the 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 center of his story he was kind of part of other stories oh right? yeah well, right. exactly and exactly and that's what i mean is yeah. like for me even though he was you know the whole opening of the expansion was him being like i want to be the the aspect and mm -hmm. it's like sabellians getting in my way sort of thing mm -hmm. you know i liked that kind of rivalry that they had but i think it was always clear for me that rathian was not meant to be aspect no um no. and and the it wasn't, Even though I it gave wasn't him the writers doing him dirty. <laughs> it was that he 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 had more to him than that, and he couldn't be confined by being yes. aspect. Yeah. And then because you we're in another stay a while and listen, you see the flip side of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you see uh Caligos talking with uh Kadgar, mm. and Caligos is like, I'm aspect now, so I can't be in the Council of the mm. Sixth anymore. Mm. And he actually has to give up his other thing yeah. to be Aspect, mm -hmm. which is, you know, like this, it's not a mistake that both of these Stay a While Listens are in the same, like within yards of each other in this patch. It's that it's showing you the limitations that are put on you when you're made Aspect and the things that Kalagos is having to give up. And, and you know, he's, he's not going to get to hang around in Dalaran, Dalaran being in no. the Council of Six anymore, no. hanging out with Khadgar and doing cool magic stuff yeah. anymore. He's an Aspect. He's got those. And so we, we, are, we are shown what Rathian would be giving up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he realizes that now. And I think the idea was, I think players were supposed to realize that a bit sooner. Um, I always got that impression, personally. The impression, but it was part of I, yeah, the, like delivery. I think the story. it does help to have it spoken out loud for mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, and I what the extra good. He talks specifically about hunting Eridicron down mm -hmm, with his mm -hmm, black talon, mm -hmm. um, and that means that he is now set up to be one of the main characters going forward in the World Soul Saga. You know, if if he has taken upon himself to go out there and, and hunt down Eridicron, then presumably he's going to be in the core group of characters going mm -hmm. forward, which nice. I think would be good news for everyone. Yeah, I hope so. Um, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, just more great voice acting, more great lines. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, as far as sort of an epilogue to Dragonflight goes, I think this is like absolutely what we what I wanted from from so much of it. You know, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, but there were there is gameplay in this in this patch as well. Uh, have you have you played oh, yeah. any of that? Have you done any of the the digs I, or whatever? I have not done any of the digs because I was saving that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all about them. How did uh, it go for you? Well, um, so uh, at the end of the stream yesterday, after you'd left, mm -hmm. uh, we did a little story stuff, and then I went and I did the uh, the training for the digs. Right. Um, and uh, so first of all, I got sent to the big dig. Yeah. on the half hour and i got there and there were like five thousand people there just <laughs> hanging out outside this dig mm -hmm. it was insane um there were so so many people um and it was uh i mean it was a shit show it was did it, it was did hideous. it work like did uh, it, no did it well so I've, I've seen a lot of people saying that it's bugged um i don't think it is bugged i think it just doesn't work when there are that many people okay, okay. so it's, it's less a bug and more just like so it's really weird you go there and it's a bit it's a mix between the soup event and the uh time rift event right okay. the event starts and you've got your guy who's there and he gives out jobs mm -hmm. um uh, just nice. like the soup event right Perfect. and you go out and you do the jobs mm -hmm. Now, I'd only ever done this event on the PTR before. And, you know, obviously I was getting given job after job after job after job. So it felt like time rifts where you're always going around doing a, a different little kind of mini game sort nice. of thing. Nice, nice, uh, okay. 
However, that's not how it works when there's a thousand of you there. Because if you watch this footage that I'm showing on screen now, he gives out the jobs one by one by no. name, by the way. So he actually says the name of the person that he's giving the job to. Um, oh, which no. Is, it's really fun. It cool. Unless there's a hundred of you there because you're like we're never gonna get through everyone this is insane this is wild um so you can start i did like one job in the in the entire event when there were this many people there now obviously this many people there will be incredibly unusual right. this is like one of the first kind of digs after the servers went up when this patch launched right so but there are um kind of uh little mounds that you can dig while you're waiting for a job and they give currency and stuff and they fill up this bar which uh rewards you with more currency at the end just like time rifts and the super bloom and stuff mm -hmm. like that but again when there's thousands of you there you can't see the mound that you're supposed to be digging and you can't <laughs> click on it. Um, so that's not very helpful either. But that, having said that, it's still exciting. It's still exciting that there's so many people in the uh, in the place doing yeah. stuff and, and what have you. I love seeing people um, doing stuff. And so that's, that's the thing. There's a weekly quest that gives you a big chunk of experience and... Uh, um, uh, like uh, currency, the mysterious artifact currency. Um, and, and from any of the digs, you can get the transmog pieces drop as well yes, which is the dark finally. recolor of the explorer set finally uh, that there's, a, there's another recolor of the explorer set which is a lighter version mm -hmm. which you can buy from the vendor perfect. with with the with the uh, currency but the dark version drops from the digs from and the that's digs. not just from the weekly version of the dig you can just do digs forever to, okay. to kind of uh, bop that because okay. i did a dig today and i got another piece of the transmog nice. on the same character nice uh, so that was really cool um and i feel like uh when i did it this morning with only about you know 30 people there or whatever mm -hmm. it was a much more enjoyable experience um and I, I got a lot more from it so that's that's the dig it's it's kind of like a nothing thing really you're just like grinding the currency yeah. grinding the uh the the transmog that you're dropping there is a Fine. mount a strider mount that can drop there as well which is cool. really cool Fine. um so that's good uh and the currency is pretty much account wide because you can transfer it between characters for free there's no like you know price on it or whatever uh and the other thing is the the scrying and the totem like archaeology mini games and mm -hmm. these okay. are really interesting so right, tell me more so s there are these uh other npcs in the archives uh, one gives you like these goggles that you put on um and you can go around finding in special areas and special quests. This isn't something that just pops up when you're in the world. These are specific quests you get sent on. No, okay. Um, but one of them is like you put on some goggles and you do a little kind of hot cold thing and you, you find the thing and you click nice. on it and it's like, okay. Uh, and then once you found the thing, you can watch a little kind of cutscene play out, which is kind of an echo of the past that this item that you found is kind of linked to or what have you. Okay. So there's obviously going to be a story that is told through these, like a grand story nice. that is told okay. through these, these these little kind of, uh, not cutscenes, but little, you know, stay a while that play out. Um, and the other one is totem uh, kind of archaeology, which is a lot more like archaeology. You put your totem down, you know, you're going around an area, you're looking for kind of uh, little frisures, yeah. um, and you, you put your totem down and you empower an element. It's like so complicated. The training was the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> this is the 
vibe like, that I've been getting from, uh, from it was, people it was online. Hideous. Like... And I got actually like quite angry on stream because it's it seems like needlessly <laughs> complex and needlessly convoluted. I couldn't work out what was happening. I was quite rude about it. I said it sucked. Um and I again <laughs> I took a I took a night and I came back this morning <laughs> and I tried it again and actually I really enjoyed it and it was okay, fine. Okay. Um but once you've done the hideous training, which is the worst thing that's ever happened, they send you out on quests. And I went and I did these quests uh, today, and they were really, really good. It's a lot more like kind of Secrets of Azeroth, right? So you go to a certain area, um, and uh, the uh, in intrepid explorer Ying... Ying El, Ying Ai, uh, who is a panda, she's in charge of like the scrying goggles. And okay. once you've done it in, in this one area, the Concord Observatory, she sends you to like two other places. So... I don't know if this is time gated. I don't know if it's going to unlock as we go along. Okay. Um, but they all they give you lots of uh, XP uh, for the uh, for the faction. There are five levels of reputation um, with the archivists, and we don't know. I don't know what happens when you get past. I don't know what oh, they, no one knows what they reward no yet, uh, unless people have been exciting. bopping it and have been doing it in the last couple of days. But I certainly don't know what they reward yet. Um, and and now they're opening up kind of all over the map for me to go and do and likewise with the uh, uh with the totem ones the uh, the first one was in the naran plain spoiler for the first totem quest but you dig up like these uh you find this kind of uh old um centaur uh folk hero basically cool. and then you go and learn about her from the the camp and right. then you give her a proper okay. burial and okay. stuff it's like it's really cool and then loads of these other quests open up all over the um the, the map as well which i'm really looking forward to going and doing okay, cool. and getting the xp seeing the story and stuff like that yeah. and there's also another thing that opens up no. after you've done that like a third uh kind of um uh thing too Good which Lord. is this guy uh nirobin who uh he's got like he finds artifacts and then he draws the magic out of the artifacts and then the uh, the magic forms in the shape of like an otter i think or a, a little kind of uh called reese uh this little ghost kind of uh squirrel thing it's Adorable. a squirrel yeah yeah Adorable. um and he runs around uh and separates into many little squirrels and you have to go and like collect the squirrels and then you go back and you fill in like uh you, you fill in the history of there's a whole other storyline going on there as well it, I, I haven't explained it because it's so no, insane you've kind of been all over the place explaining yeah. this but i like it and it makes me want to play yeah yeah it's it's so wild um and uh nonsensical but uh, but quite fun and there's lots of it as well so it's not just the kind of the event you've got all these kind of storylines going on as well which i think is uh i'm really looking forward to seeing how much of them there is honestly uh and uh like you know kind of really seeing how deep yeah. that goes because i really really enjoyed the um secrets of azeroth event when that happened um i i waited until the final week before i got around to doing that so i did them all at once right. one afternoon and i just really enjoyed it and it, it kind of reminds me of that so yeah i'm actually quite hopeful about the azeroth archives now oh, i think uh, i think there too. might be some good story involved with it oh i hope so yeah can't wait to play that i'm gonna play that like literally once we finish this oh yeah that'd be fantastic well i'll make sure you've got enough time to yeah, yeah i think you should yeah i think uh you um yeah I, th I think you should i think it's really fun uh be warned the training is an absolute ball lake oh. and i'm sure we can find some excellent shit show comments about oh, the training because it's, it's very very bad um but this is much better this is uh now i'm really into it and i'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to taking it up again and, and doing and of course the outland cup which is incredible i love that stuff the races oh, in the outland cup are insane like they're so long <laughs> 
<laughs> I was I was asking myself the question. It's like obviously the Out Outland has got significantly less zones than the Eastern Kingdom or Kalimdor. Yeah. So how's that going to represent in in the races? And the answer is they just made the races really long. Really long. There's like there's two races in in uh, Netherstorm uh, or in uh, what's the Nether zone in Outland? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's two uh, races in the Netherstorm, and one of them is so long that I got a gold in this race. Okay. But as I was doing it, the dragon riding music ran out, and it went back to the zone music. Okay, that's incredible. Like that's it's like an actual marathon. It's okay. insane. It's it's so long that I think I finished the race. 20 seconds ahead of like the gold race time because <laughs> it's possible to do that like the longer the race is right um it, it was absolutely it. wild and then there's this, this other one the the other one uh in the nether storm is really really good and goes to like nether, nether guard keep and stuff like that yeah and, uh it's oh, really exciting yeah. and, like really cool but then there's one in hellfire peninsula which when you do it the reverse course mm -hmm. It would be very unlucky if this happened, but it's definitely possible because there's a hoop right by the dark it's portal. By the portal. It's yeah, right by the dark it. portal. And it wouldn't be impossible if you just lost a bit of control at that point to actually halfway through the race, fly through the dark portal. I didn't check if it was possible because I, I didn't want the ball lake of getting back to Outland to complete this race. But now I've completed the race there. I've only got like three races to do in the whole of the Outland Cup. And when I've done it, I will definitely be going back and trying that course in reverse again to see if you can actually go through the dark pool because i had a couple of near misses I just and i was like whoa hang on what i did that in the emerald dream like it's pretty oh, much no. guaranteed that it's going to happen to me out there i cannot <laughs> wait to go through the wrong portal i cannot wait but look i i mean my favorite thing was just like even when you were zooming around in now and cup when i when i came up like uh, just sitting and listening to the music in Outland. Like, I love an excuse, like, getting back to Gilneas, listening to that Gilnean music. Yeah. Dude, that is that is the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that has been my my favorite thing about the uh the dragon riding cups in the old world so far it was the same with uh eastern kingdoms and kalimdor as well was yeah you are flying from zone to zone much more fun in outland by the way because of the fact we've got dragon riding now yeah. the kalimdor cup and the eastern kingdoms cup was horrible because you were you, you were doing amazing dragon racing going shoom, 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 and then you had to fly to the next race and it was like horrible swim flying and you're like oh no this is the worst thing ever it's like i've just been doing a dragon riding race and and this is just rubbing it in how slow normal flying is but now yeah. now dragon riding is ever have you flown anywhere with dragon riding well, i mean the best literally the best feeling i had in 10.2.5 was when we went to do the gilneas quest went to meet gen in stormwind and i mounted getting out of the mage tower whatever you call it and I could dragon ride to the docks, and that was insane. It was so fast. So great. Anyway, it's, ex it's extra satisfying when you're um, alliance as well, because you you come out of the portal room and it's the mage tower, right? So you're high up already, and you just oh. go shoom. Ogrimmar, not so great. Can oh, you come out of the portal so room there? You have to good. walk into like actual Ogrimmar proper. Yeah, I uh, can't mount. But it, like but, yeah. zooming out, like just pressing my dragon mount button and not being like you were in the wrong zone. Like it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. It felt. Felt yeah superb. yeah uh really really great so right. um yeah everything about uh 825 so far i love uh, the, another exciting thing about 8.25 being out right now is that uh we can expect to hear finally what that pirate flag means for eight point uh for sorry 10.2.6 that's the dream uh i'd expect to start hearing about that next week yeah two weeks from now 
absolute maximum because it's going to come out in eight or nine weeks that pack so you know it's it's crazy like just mate 2024 is going to be like one of the best years for wow ever this is my prediction you know we are still keeping up this excellent flow of content from dragonflight i think the epilogues were fantastic we've now got 0.26 uh point uh two seven as well and then the pre-patch two to all lead into the story of war within and the fact that we're already getting stuff leading into the oh, story yeah. of war within now yeah. is amazing it like we don't usually great. get that no you we know don't. usually we the don't. story it's of the next expansion yeah it just yeah, starts when a portal appears somewhere which is day one of the expansion <laughs> it's like yeah let's go yeah no this, um, is, this is really good i i really appreciate what they're doing here and like long may that last yeah, yeah. fantastic like super super exciting and then yeah. the war within looks great i just i i, I cannot wait to find out what more secrets we have to uh to learn about before the war within even comes out because i think there's going to be loads but uh, let's go through our super chats really quickly um before we end uh i've forgotten how to see my super chats and you just go up there or maybe you can read them all right yeah. <laughs> fan funding right so uh we kick off with rico saying hello and cheers <laughs> In response to what I smell like, it smells like seeds of renewal. Oh, yeah, exactly. dude, uh, Evie oh. is definitely smelling of seeds of renewal right now. <laughs> <laughs> definitely need a shower, Evie. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm joking. You smell lovely. Um. <laughs> uh, from T, I like your RL transmog, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Cozy, cozy for it. Oh, yeah, again, and I, I pity the fool that is only listening to this on the podcast because uh, we are both wearing the coziest white sweater. I'm wearing, look, I'm wearing, I don't want to go on about it, right? I'm wearing a cashmere uh cable knit cable knit ralph Lauren sweater that your mum bought me for christmas for christmas mm -hmm. pretty nice isn't merry it? christmas baby pretty happy with that one yeah. uh and and you're wearing what is that it's just a lovely cozy fleece just then, just it? a fleece oh, very nice just a teddy fleece yeah but yeah. they are the same shade yeah. of kind of like tween, both of our sweaters so yeah. it does look like a bit like we've come as each other <laughs> um but that's okay it's fine it's uh fine. and rico again uh do you think it's time to change wow transmog to separate slots from general gear Oh, like separate glasses, scarves, flower crowns, backpacks, and capes from each other. I don't think there's any. Uh, yeah, I, I don't need to, you know, have separate transmog and like general gear slots as such. But I, I, I do think it would be nice to have like, yeah, a spectacle slot perhaps. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that's what they mean. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So you could you can have multiple bits, multiple accessories. I think it's like it's, it's accessories, isn't it? Yeah, that's because the... nothing hurts more than putting on say you know a cool scarf mm -hmm. which is a headpiece and then not being able to put on spectacles with it yeah right yeah. um yeah yeah I, I get that and then mm -hmm. not being able to wear a hat with your spectacles yes yeah. no, uh, oh which which uh the worgen transmog thing gets around oh, by oh we didn't you didn't touch on it because we we'd, we'd already moved on to things we like but i hated the transmog it's shockingly bad it is like literally spray painted on like little like frills and rosettes it's like so the belt is really cool it's got like a I, i'm using the belt on a transmog uh, it's got like that frilly kind of rose thing going on yeah the the, the kind of shirt by itself uh is got potential i'm sure you could use it for stuff the the shoulder pads are actually kind of cool the shoulder pads are fine maybe if your character has short hair funny bless you if your character has short hair then the top hat probably looks really good maybe with the monocle attached to it as well would be really really cool but um uh, like we live in a world now where 
we don't have to have painted on coats anymore, fam. We haven't had to have painted on coats since uh, BFA. And like painted on frills. Yeah, on like sleeves that and... transmog deserved a long coat, right? It just, it, someone, like, someone in, on we Twitter live in that world. Out, yeah, There's no reason not to have that yeah, anymore. Yeah, that like it just looks like they have the wrong like whatever like geo set for it because yes, like right. it looks like the boots should be 3D. You know what I mean? And it looks like things should be like it looks like the sleeves should be a little puffy instead of just like sticking to your arms. So um, yeah, it's it, literally I didn't even think about it after i mentioned it yeah that's a horror thing but i guess if your character's got short hair it might look quite Maybe. good right? but that's the thing i want to see rico more than anything before we get our spectacle slot before mm -hmm. we get our wrist watch slot or whatever i just want to i just want hair when you wear your hat i just want a hat not to oh, like chop off all of your hair it, that's all i want it's it's one day we'll get there baby i just i we just have, want to wear we a hat on my tech. cool female characters and not we've, have all my hair disappear we've developed kiss tech we next step hat tech. tech yeah i swear to god that would get the biggest cheer in the history of blizzcon mm -hmm. if chris metzen came on and went oh hey you know what i love wearing hats but i don't love wearing hats in wow and i don't like wearing hats in wow because it gets rid of my hair i haven't got hair. i haven't heard since i was 40. but now we introduce to you hat tech it'd be so great oh the place would go wild anyway orc brows maybe yeah exactly that's the that's the next thing yeah. um if blizz is unifying the horde this is from czar mm -hmm. with a huge super chat thank no, you very much Zah. like so VAR kind of you currency. oh sorry uh czar, oh, okay okay <laughs> I, I, I take you back sorry but d uh, d30x you absolute legend what's czar what is that good question we've had czar we've had czar we've had bin um and the south african round wow south african round that's awesome Incredible. all across the world uh d30x if blizzard unifying the horde and alliance through stories like this undead helping worgen what do you think the new greater evil might be and what would the united faction be called horde alliance whore alliance yeah you know it <laughs> allied no it doesn't work no that's the thing we're never gonna have a unified faction no, like, no no i don't and think we are we're gonna work together like we always do but we're always like, gonna be I, yeah this whole like no war in warcraft thing and the whole oh the factions are becoming friends and that goes against everything that wow's about it's like dude forget even wow from warcraft I, i'm not saying dude isn't you d30x i'm just like exclaiming but like from Warcraft 3, forget WoW, from Warcraft 3 onwards, how many of the big bads of the story have been the other faction? Mm -hmm. Like, none. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you add... Uh, in Warcraft 3, it was, it was uh, you know, Burning Legion stuff. Um, in WoW, it was... In Vanilla WoW, it, there was no story really, but it was like dragon stuff and black dragon stuff. Um, and uh, and then Ragnaros. Um, and, and then uh, it was Illidan. Um, and you could technically say that uh, Kel'Thas was, was Blood Elf, but, you know, the Blood Elves were fighting him too. So it wasn't a faction thing again. Mm. And then you had Arthas, which, you know, it was again the factions coming together to fight the big bad. Um, and then you had the Cataclysm. The factions were coming together to fight the big bad. And then you had Mr. Pandaria, which you could feasibly say maybe was a faction thing. I'll give you that one. Um, and then it was uh, Ward, where we were coming together to fight the big bad. And then it was Legion, where we were coming together to fight the big bad. And then it was BFA. Technically, you could say that was so that's two. There's two. And then it was Shadowlands, where we came together to fight the big bad. And now in Dragonflight, we're coming together to fight the big bad. And in the World Soul Saga, we'll come together to fight the big bad. It's like, it's not anti-WoW to have the factions working together against the big bad. It's like literally what has always happened in wow except on very rare occasions um so yeah i don't i don't buy that it's a, this big betrayal of the whole kind of ethos of wow you mm. know maybe if you're a, maybe if you're a, a warcraft 2 
sort of diehard zealot. Maybe then, but um, you know, even Maybe. then, <laughs> there's uh, always but, there's always a greater evil to face. Yeah, know? exactly, like, exactly. And, and you know, there's no better reason than trying to kind of fight off the the world ending threat that is the whole world getting blown up by Iridicon just to spite the Titans. Really, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, but yeah, the the new uh, greater evil at the moment is definitely Iridicron, and through Iridicron whoever is using who doesn't really matter but through Iridicron it'll be the void i got a feeling we're probably going to sort out the void in the same way we sorted out the legion uh in midnight um and then you know Iridicon's plan will probably happen and it will draw the titans and you know what maybe we'll end up fighting some titans i don't know who knows i i who knows? you know I, i've got a feeling that in some sense the void and the titans will be kind of put to bed by the end of the world soul saga in the same way that Legion was by the end of Legion, you know? Well, I think that's the plan. Yo, 100%. I think yeah, that's yeah. the idea. That's what I The just last Titan, yeah. right? Um, just a, a lovely big old cheer from, from our boy Dragnossi. Thank you. Uh, and also, any sightings for player housing yet? Was Tally right? And damn YouTube for uh, no shilling hippo on super chat. <laughs> oh, we got the, we got the first shilling hippo. It's beautiful. Look at him go. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. I love super chats. Wow, super chats are great. Same, yeah. Um, uh, yes. So, anyway um player housing player housing we have talked about it through this episode but i still think it's going to happen it's so many and i know we're retaking kind of like faction homes in this patch you know like the night elves got a new home they're talking about all their their other kind of bases around kalimdor mm -hmm. uh we've retaken gilneas and stuff but there's been so because of that there's been so much mention of it tyrander and malfurion like hey where should we have our home here it is this place is home to anyone who wants to make their home here mm -hmm. and then gilneas is like look at all these empty homes and stuff and look if you already have a explicit bias towards the fact that you think player housing is going to happen like i do obviously you hear all that stuff and you go "Ooh, that means player housing fam that means player housing so obviously everything i hear i think it's like proof it's of player housing because i've got that bias already but whatever man i you yeah, know I'm, I'm i think bad. you're onto something the little tree house in bellameth there's something there Really? Like I was not expecting you to be on my side on this one. No, I just love that I idea. It's to... <laughs> so insane. Oh, so just you're taking the stance that I am of like, even though there's no evidence, just because you want it enough. <laughs> energy. Like, but I love it. I just Brilliant. love well, the idea. I am super, super happy to hear you say that. I thought you were going to make fun of me, but no, I'm very glad that you're taking the if stance. Anything, of... If anything, that's the place where we'll have to go to like sign a contract to get a house. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so sure, be sitting sure, on that little sure. balcony and be like, oh, are you interested in Ooh, player house? Hey, that's interesting. Um, I like if that. I, that balcony, mm -hmm. uh, I'm saying in here now, will play some role yeah, in the yeah. establishment of player house. And when Blizz doesn't give us this thing that they've never even mentioned, <laughs> let alone promised, we'll be like, F you, Blizz. Yeah. Get our hopes up. This is why Blizz is so bad, man. I hate these exactly guys. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's awesome. True. Wow. What a fantastic episode of the podcast Great this stuff. was. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us here here on youtube if you are watching it live this is where we record our uh, podcast every week so if you are listening to this um on a podcasting service uh like spotify or itunes or um where audible audible uh then um you can always watch this being recorded live on a thursday, thursday afternoon one or 1 30 as it was today uh uk time on our main channel taliesin and evertel uh, if you like watching stuff being streamed generally we do stream most days over on twitch taliesin evertel there uh you can uh, listen to this if you want to listen to a podcast form and not watch it on the video uh on 
those uh, platforms that we mentioned earlier. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or X, whichever you prefer, uh, or Instagram. You've been rocking the Instagram recently. Ever. This is not even a meme Instagram. anymore. You actually no, do. I'm, I'm on it now. I'm on it. And I'm, I've found some great ways to like do clips and stuff, import them over. Um, for, for our Twitter followers, we have a, a little giveaway going on for the Sprite Darters trans mug. Uh, so there's a little tweet about that if you want to take part and get those beautiful butterfly wings on. Fantastic. Uh, we are hoping that next week's episode of this show will have the first of uh, our guests. We'd like our guests oh, to be a regular yes, thing please. on this show. Um, and we've got a long list of guests that we, we want to get on the show. So hopefully yeah. next week will be... We've got someone that we want to be our first guest. So we're kind of holding out for them to be our very first guest on the show because it feels so fitting. Uh, but then w once that happens, once the dam has broken on the guests, mm -hmm. we've got a huge list of people that we yeah. uh, we can get on, which will be fantastic. And we're Can't really looking wait. forward to it. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you for joining us next week in advance because I know you will. <laughs> um, from me, Taliesin. And me, Avatar. Until next time. Bye, guys. Cheerio.